you make sure you send that link over to Hopper's account. Bam, I got this in my ears. I got the right mics on. Can you guys hear me okay? What's up, Brian? I just ordered it. Oh, cool. Look at you. You're all happy and excited and shit. Okay, I just saw a link go out. We're about to go live on YouTube. I don't know why I'm so nervous. I do not know why I am yeah, so no, no facial hair protecting you today. Maybe. Maybe is that why? I don't You're know. Why I'm so nervous. Look at my picture on YouTube's all fucked up. That's okay. There's nothing to look at. <sighs> uh Jason, whoa. Wow, look at all those comments already. Okay, guys, I'm gonna check out here. Um I will check in with you guys later. We have two podcasts today. Uh we are gonna do one about scoring later. Um Subject that kind of bores me, but um, Brian will make it interesting for me. Okay, bye. Oh, bye. It kind of bores me. So uh, while we wait for Jason, I want to tell you guys something. Uh, explain something to you about kindness. I tell you a story. So my kids take jiu-jitsu three days a week at Garth Taylor Jiu-Jitsu. And uh, it's an incredible program, and it's jam-packed. And I think there's actually a waiting list to get into the class and so basically I take my four-year-olds are in one class that's an hour long. And then my six-year-old's like in a class that's like an hour and 15 minutes long or something like that. And they're back-to-back classes. And the little four-year-old class, it's like kids who are like three to six, I think. And it's jam-packed. And all the parents sit along the wall on these benches, right? So you get in there and you your kids get on the mat and then you sit on the bench. Well, there's times you have to get up. Like your kid needs water or you need to retie their belt or there's reasons why you have to get up. And the other day, this lady next to me, she she gets up and she puts her sunglasses on her seat and it's packed and the seats are like are, are valuable territory, right? So she puts her sunglasses on her seat and gets up to deal with her kids. Well, this guy comes over and goes to me, are these your sunglasses? I said, no, they belong to that lady over there. So he picks up her sunglasses and takes them over to her while she's dealing with her kid and goes, hey, these are your sunglasses and then takes her seat. And it's like two minutes into class and it's so fucking obvious to me that it's her seat and and i'm like uh, it's bizarre because he's he's trying to be kind but but he's stealing her seat he i mean he might as well have said yo i'm stealing your seat get your fucking glasses out of here so she so she stands up and turns around and realizes what happens she's cool as shit you know and, and all the parents there get along it's it's it is a really really nice scene there and then she sits on the floor and like he can clearly see like that she sat on the floor I'm like what the what the fuck? And so I, I just thought I thought it was like this rare occurrence, right? Fifteen minutes into the class, my kid comes over and goes, "Hey, I gotta go pee." So I pick him up because they, they're I pick him up and I carry him to the bathroom, and I come back and this dude's in my seat, and it's I'm just like, "Come on, come on, people, come on." I mean that's just basic. Uh, that's just basic. Just basic courtesy. Basic, basic, basic courtesy. Wait, who who was in the seat that he was in previously? I don't know. That's a great. That's a that's a great question. Um, I I spend the entire class between looking at my Instagram and trying to reply to all my DMs and um, making sure that my kids at least get in a few chokeouts every class. By the way, that class is amazing. If you live anywhere near Garth Taylor Jiu Jitsu, you should sign your kid up for it. It's crazy. And if you don't, um, you should uh, get your kid in jujitsu. Johnny Form, thanks for the four ninety nine in your in your pounds. 
in your in your in your UK money. I love the UK money. Uh, did did where is Jason? Did him bought a new laptop? I don't know if he bought a new laptop, but with all of your generous donations from the game, seriously, you guys aren't going to believe this. I can't believe this. I can't believe we pulled this off. Brian actually got a computer. He ordered a computer today with the money that you guys sent in from the games. It's nuts. I actually would have preferred that we use it to pay for my kids' jujitsu classes for the next six months, but um, but we didn't. But we didn't. Uh, I want to um, tell you our. Uh, I'm also mad at our uh, executive producer and sort of the founder of the Sevon Podcast, Matt Souza. Punch him in the stomach when I see him later today or tomorrow or whenever I see him. This guy, he's trying. He works his ass off right to get guests on the show like the great jason hopper relevant guest bill sharp thanks for the 499 get brian to tell his favorite disc golf and discs and players oh please bill that's gonna be more than five bucks if you want me and jason to listen to that shit please bill please don't get jason i don't give a shit about disc golf um and so um i don't know if that's true jason was asked me to teach him to play oh you jocks you fucking jocks you'll play anything um so matt so then matt matt's trying to get mma fighters on and he goes and, he, and he's telling me he's making a lot of headway i think we're gonna have a lot of fighters and, and managers and agents on and and i and i feel like crazy confident and excited that we're gonna get in there and get some great stories and, and hear some new angles to these stories but he tells the guy he's bragging that we have two hundred thousand downloads in the last 28 days and i'm like matt we have 700,000 downloads in the last 28 days. I mean, and that really blows my mind. But between iTunes, YouTube, and Spotify, it's so it, – it, it's, it's like if you hear your, your girlfriend whispering, whispering to her friends and she's bragging about like <laughs> the size of your penis to them. And, and she's like, yeah, he has a great penis, all seven inches of it. And, you know, you're packing 10. It's like, yeah, like I like that my girlfriend's bragging about my penis, but like you missed it by three inches. I mean, it, it just, just hurts a little bit. Just hurts a little bit. Um, another little bit of house cleaning here. Th- there was the – I did a podcast with Dave yesterday when he was from the, at the airport, and it, and it, it, there was a comment in there saying, hey, like I can't believe I fucking clicked on this. I can't believe I watched this. This is the worst podcast I've ever heard, blah, 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 blah. And the other 30 comments are just like, hey, thank you so much. This is the greatest ever. And I realized that if you come to this podcast and you don't know what you're like looking at or what you're doing, then you're going to totally miss out on the gems that come out of this podcast. Basically, this guy thought he was going to a rap concert. And he was so fucking pissed that he showed up at the Oakland Philharmonic. You know, it's like he, he had no idea what he was looking at. He had no idea the gems that Dave was fucking dropping. And so he said something stupid on YouTube. But it also made me aware that like, hey, uh, this show, I, I, I don't want it to be niche, but it is. Maybe it is niche. It sucks. Bum me out. Uh, Hopper, what's up? Thanks for coming on. What's up, man? Is there an echo? No, you sound good. You look good. I have this I mean, guy it, doing yard work behind me, so if y'all hear that randomly, then mute me. You don't do your own yard work? No. He Why doesn't not? mute himself either. <laughs> I can, I'll mute my own. I'll mute my own computer. No, nah, no, nah, it's good. Don't ever mute yourself. Why don't you do your own yard work? Because I rent. Why do I oh. need to do? Yeah. Yeah, good point. So, so that, so you're, yeah, that's what I, I have a rental and I, um, both, I, 
I have I have a make sure I have a gardener going for two reasons. So we can You're spy on the still? tenants. <laughs> no, no, I rent a home to people, oh. homes to people. But one, so that my gardener can spy on my tenants, and two, that I can make sure the garden stays dope. Bro, do you grow marijuana? I do grow marijuana. Well, that's a little bit of a mistake. The marijuana grew in my yard, and I have not. Um, I did not plant it, but it. But I have not evicted it either. Have I sent you pictures of that? No, you put it on your Instagram. Oh yeah, it's an amazing plant. Don't hate on don't hate on God's creatures, Hopper. That's what you're doing. <laughs> I'm not hating. Oh good. Do you smoke weed? No, man. Have you ever smoked weed? No. <laughs> you know, Dave never smoked weed either. He's fucking. He's L seven also. L seven. L seven. Hmm. Square. Y'all hear that behind me? No. Did you fart? No, the dude's doing yard work. You made a post, and I can't remember exactly. It was an, it was an ask me anything uh, post. Yeah. And someone said, "What what what advice did Matt Fraser give you? Can you tell us about that?" <laughs> I thought that after. Um, half of a little bit of that, that post was me kidding. And another half was, um, him being serious. I talked to him after the competition and we were looking back and talking about some events from the beginning of the week. So it was like, he wasn't being serious because it was more of like, we were joking about some things. Like, for instance, my strategy on the rope climb, I came out burning hot. And so we were to the point where we were able to laugh about it. So he um, he saw some things, you know, being there. And, um, you know, Matt, so he has that sense of humor. So a part of it was he... Um, I don't know how that conversation got brought up, but he said he, he said something about me looking like I I, I got my, my dog got kicked. <laughs> and I thought it was funny, uh, but we laughed about it. But I just I threw it out there just to get some laughs on Instagram. Oh, I, I thought it was very poignant. I thought it was like some great advice. Like basically you said to him someone asked, Hey, what, what did Matt say to you about the competition or what advice did he give you? And he said, stop acting like someone kicked your dog. Meaning like, don't feel sorry for yourself. Like he thought you were moping out there. Uh, were you no. moping? <laughs> no, I can a... look up that word if you need to know the full <laughs> definition. Cause I'm not even sure the exact definition. No, I wasn't moping. Something was going on. You were, you were, you were struggling yeah. to pro what? Yeah, there was definitely something going on. Uh, I mean, <laughs> you were struggling. You were. You were. You were. You were uh, struggling. Might not be the right word, but you were processing. Your your. It it looked like you weren't living. It it looked like you weren't living up to your expectations, and it was a fucking shitload for you to process. <laughs> um, the expectations you put on yourself, by the way. Let me clarify. I mean, there, there are some truths to that. It was more of a, I struggled because I had, what you laughing about, Brian? 
There must be someone in the comments just tearing either me or you up. How, and Brian how can I see? The, how can I see the comments? You would have to go to uh, you, YouTube and drop the pop down window. That's why Brian are, are we, Brian normally are we never reads the comments either. Are we, we live? Are live. Right now? Oh. Yeah, I'm not reading the comments. I'm watching the last Husafel bag carry of yours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's even worse. Oh Jesus. Oh Jesus. That's not nice, Brian. Come on, we're not even ten minutes into the show and you're already fucking, gotta warm them up. <laughs> I told him. I told him the other night. I said he should take a picture of the, of the this moment right here, and put it on his wall or his gym or something, and use it as motivation to never have this experience again. Is that the event where they had to help you off the field? Yeah, man. Ryan, is there a video of Hopper needing to be helped off the field? Oh, <laughs> dude! I actually hope there is. Do you think that? Do, do you, thank you. Do you think that, um, like, I, I don't, I don't know any other sports. Do, I, do, does Tom Brady ever lose? Did he ever lose a Super Bowl? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Do you think, like, afterwards, like forty-eight hours after, like Tom Brady loses a Super Bowl, he gets on a on a Zoom call with his friends or a FaceTime call, and they just rip on him? Dude, your arm looked like yeah, a dude. fucking noodle. Jesus Christ, did you have diarrhea that whole game? You were running around like a jackass. Like, do they do people like does he have people breaking his balls, or is it just too sensitive? Nah, I'm sure it is. I'm sure. I'm sure there's. He's over it at that point. Two days later, how long did it take you to get over it? Um, uh, the next day. What did you finish? Nineteenth. What are you happy about from the games? Uh, <clears throat> I'm happy about a few things. Um, I obviously took some blows throughout really every single day. I took a big blow, whether it was whatever event it was. Um, I'm happy of the way that I handled the adversity. Obviously, it looks like I'm like, pouting maybe on tv from some perspectives um really it was just there's a passion that i have and i hate like there's a frustration that's going to come out and i'm okay with people seeing that and having a misconception about what that is um but i'm happy about there were some events for instance like the the rope no the muscle ups muscle ups was the second event and I came in seventh in the next event, and then I took 24th in the event after that. Then I came back on Friday morning and took a big blow. Rope climb was one of the worst workouts there. And then I came back with the cleans. I think the cleans were next. Um, so when you look at all the events, it's, it's like I took a big punch and then I had like a top 10 finish, took a big punch, had a top 10 finish. Um, and so I was proud of the way that it was really hard for me to like get over the event. Like, obviously I did carry that into the next event because I'm a rookie. And so I never, like people said, Hey, like as soon as the event is over, like you put that to the side, but it's really way harder said than done as a rookie. Um, especially if like you have all this, you mean way harder done than said, way harder done than said no i yeah. as a rookie it's way harder than not being a rookie right 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 um so as a rookie like i w- i did ride the emotional roller coaster all weekend long and i hated it um 
but people had told me not to do that. And I was like, dude, I won't ride that, that roller coaster. Like I'll move on from events, but I rode the hell out of that coaster, bro. Um, and so, um, I would obviously bring that into the next event, but also I'm, I'm proud that it didn't necessarily affect the next event. You know, like I took, I took a lot of punches, but I, bounced back in a way that I was proud of. And then I took a punch and then I bounced back in a way that I was proud of. So it was really like throw a punch, get punched, throw a punch, get punched. Um, so I'm happy the way that I, I kept just fighting as a rookie. Oh, what Were there any other rookies in there that made it in the top 20? I see Lazar Jukic is the only one that I see. There were three, three rookies in the top 20 besides Jason. They were all from Europe. So it was Jukic who finished ninth. Andre Hude, who finished 15th, and Enrique Apolainen, who finished one spot ahead of him in 18th. Okay. So, so five guys. So 25% of the field was rookies. Um, you beat, you beat Will Morad. He finished 20th. Did you get a chance to walk over to him and tell him he's a bitch or anything like that? Like just posture on him, bump him. Dude, no, I like Will. Give him a, a wet willy. Oh, that's, that's okay. I like him too. He's dope, but still, you got to posture on someone. <laughs> No, um, I didn't. What did what did your mom and dad say to you throughout the weekend? You you said you weren't talking to them. Is that true? Yeah, I didn't talk to them throughout the whole weekend. And then what did they say when it was over? Thanks for wasting our time. We watched all week. Uh, my mom was super proud. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And do you like that making your parents proud? Yeah. Um yeah, I love it. My my mom was crying, um, and she was just so happy to be there. And it wasn't about like winning for her; it was more about like, hey, like my son's doing what he loves, and I love watching him. And she enjoyed every single second of it. So that made me happy. Um, did she give you any feedback about your demeanor? The the someone kicked your dog demeanor. Did she give no. any feedback on that? No. Um, before we get into like some specific events, <clears throat> there was also tell me about um, your what was going on between you and Dave during the the after the the the, the events. Were you and Dave like mad dogging each other and like <laughs> were you guys no. getting to throw down or what's going um, on? There's a lot of people saying that like you and him were like like giving each other nasty looks and shit. Have you talked to Dave about that? I may have. I may have. <laughs> He gave me he gave me a meme mug, man, and I gave it back. But he started it. Oh damn! Oh damn! Okay. <laughs> but by the end of the weekend, not so much. The last event, when you walked off the floor, you smiled and winked at him. That's I think that's what you saw. I don't think I I don't I've, I don't recall winking at that dude. <laughs> I definitely saw about, it. It was tell me I couldn't you. miss it. It may have been in the moment thing. He had something in his eye. It was a twitch. It's his twitch right before he throws a right hook. It's his tell. Um, tell me about your 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 conversation with him in the tunnel. <laughs> You're funny, Simon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I can't tell you about that conversation. You can't. <laughs> Why would I tell you? You know exactly what I told him, and you know I can't say that. <laughs> you're a good dude but you guys did leave on very good terms and it's all good it was just a misunderstanding yeah man we're good um we talked right after in the tunnel we talked right after i gave him the death stare he gave it first and i gave it back and then he came up to me saw him in the tunnel 
we exchanged some words. That's when I told him what I told him. Um, and that was that. Yeah. So I, the, he, the way, the way I heard the story from witnesses and from him is that you gave the mean look first, but, but that's not really important. What's important is that it was just a misunderstanding. That wasn't advice Matt Fraser gave you, was it? Hey, whatever you do, just fucking mad dog Dave the whole week. Because if he did, Matt gives some good advice, but that would be bad advice, I think. Well, I was a little pissed because I was a, I was a little pissed at Dave because of the events that he programmed. So I guess that frustration was probably seen. Um, do, what do you think about the programming? I mean, it was very high skilled. So I got exposed, which I'm not saying like, I, because of the program, if the programming wasn't skilled, then I would have won. I'm not saying that like, obviously, obviously was not the fittest man out there. Just Medeiros earned every single second of that. Um, but there was obviously some events that you, you see and you're like, Oh man, this is not going to be fun. Like when you release 48 consecutive muscle ups, it was like, Oh man, that's not going to be fun at all. Um, like five pig flips. I was like, there's no way I can separate enough to even get a head start on, 48 muscle ups. Um, and then there was like some events that was just like, I got exposed in and it was very high skilled and I wouldn't look at and be like, Oh, that's a well, that's a pretty well balanced event, uh, for me. Um, uh, so it's like the deadlifts and handstand walk, but like, I'm pretty really good at deadlifts, but the workout wasn't about deadlifts at all. It was about who's going to figure out these handstand pushups without a wall. And so I'd be like in my feelings about that, but I'm not saying like if it was flipped the other way that I would have, everything would have been different. I'm just, I can, when the workouts released, like who, who do you take your frustration out on except Dave? I mean, he's the one that came up with this crap. <laughs> uh, so it's easy to be like, Oh, thanks Dave. Like you just made me, you're going to make me come in last again <laughs> on this event. Cause I've never done a handstand pushup before. So it was, he released that and it's like, you look at Dave and it's, you shake your head. So. Oh, sure. like a free a freestanding handstand push up. Yeah. Um I just want to talk about Justin Medeiros' win for a second. There there was something very interesting that I've been pondering in my head a little bit. Um you know Pat Vellner beat him on eight of the seven events. He did. Eight of the fifteen, eight of the fifteen. What did I say? Eight of the seven? Sorry. Eight of the fifteen. <laughs> so there were fifteen events. Yeah. And if you were so basically if you were if it would have just been let's say let's say like let's say like Ebola was here and they had to reduce the games to just two people. <laughs> and it was just <laughs> Pat and Pat and Justin, Pat would have won. That's pretty cool. I guess it's just food for thought people just food for thought. I was, I was messing with uh, Pat a, a little bit. I told there's him a, I there's, said a, that. there's a lot of things that he, that you could say, but like if Pat could have won, if he came 20th in the swim, yeah, if Pat wouldn't have drowned in the water. Yeah, he could have. He could have won too. That's true. I told him Pat I didn't. I, he's Pat probably didn't the take his floaties out there. Go ahead. I told Pat. I said you're probably the fittest, fittest person alive who doesn't know how to kayak. <laughs> <laughs> Good effort, Jason. Thank you, Seven and Podcast Team, for keeping us fed with content post games. No problem, Nick of Time. Thanks for always throwing the coin at us. Kent Skykes, great coverage over this weekend. You both did great, and the insights with Dave were fantastic. See if you can get Hopper's phone number for me. I want to set him up with my sister. Wow. No, he didn't say that. He didn't say that. That's what he was thinking. 
Jason, um, Jason, how many uh, how many pig flips do you think they would have needed to be on either side of those muscle ups to offset forty eight muscle ups? Um, I was hoping for a hundred feet. Um, I think that would have helped the cause, but I mean, forty eight muscle ups is up. I was out there forever doing forty eight muscle ups. I was hoping. I think the difference would have been for me if if it was a hundred feet and just bar muscle ups because that's what I trained hoping it was that was it um but the combo it was just so it was such a big set that it was so easy for like i'm not the most elite at ring muscle ups and so when he sets 48 like i instantly thought to myself that is such a big set for someone just to slowly separate from me and so i knew that there was like I was a, I'm pretty realistic about like my expectations. Like there was nothing in me that said, Oh, I have five pig flips and now I have to beat Patrick Vellner and Justin Medeiros off 48 ring muscles. Like I knew that wasn't going to be the case. Um, and so there was, there was a lot of things that, you know, happened in that, that event that I came, listen to this. I got out of that swim after an hour of being on the lake and I was so just, drowsy and like so like you ever you ever get done of like a long lake day and you're like i could take a nap yeah, yeah i was literally like we were out there all for an hour and i get back and they're like are oh, you have an hour before we go out there and i'm like dude there's no way i can i'm feeling this way and i have to do 48 ring muscle-ups for time it's not gonna happen um so man it was it was a weird feeling, um, but it was a hard event, man. It was the going back and forth. Um, the rings were super low. That's probably why I'm also pissed at Dave because the the young, the shorter guys get the <laughs> little step up, but the taller guys can't adjust their rings. So I was hitting my toes on the ground and whatnot. So thanks, Dave. What's the most muscle ups you've ever done in 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 training? Do you ever do ninety or a hundred consecutively? No, but just like in a workout, do you ever do muscle ups with like? Oh yeah, I've done like, I think training the capacity when we train that we get up to like eighty to ninety in a session. Okay, the capacity wasn't isn't necessarily the issue. Like, I can do if it was like a sets of fifteen, then I could do ten, come down, shake it out, get five like relatively fast. It was forty eight over time. But just the lactic acid of that buildup is like, dude, I'm 220. Like, I'm not going to beat anybody off 48 ring muscle ups. I get that too. I, I I did a workout yesterday where I was doing sets of 10 toes to bar basically every four minutes, and I was able to do all the sets unbroken. But if I have to do anything more than 50 consecutive toes to bar, then I just start breaking down around the 50, 55. Yeah, it's it's kind of like if we rode a, like, like a 10K, like all those guys, I'm going to be probably up there on top of the leaderboard if we rode a 10k most of those guys would be on my butt for the first 500,000 meters though like a couple seconds behind me but as the as it gets longer and longer and we get deeper into it i'm just going to slowly be separating myself from them because i'm a better rower um but that's the same thing for the ring muscle ups it was like okay for 12 i'm right on your butt you beat me by like one rep off 12 you beat me by three reps to 24 and as we get deeper and deeper and deeper, you just slowly, I'm getting more fatigued because I'm not as good and you're just slowly separating yourself. And so by the, when you get to 48, I'm at like 30 still. 
And then last, I'm the last. <laughs> Jason, you did good. You did good on the swim in the kayak, twelfth place. It's basically for a lot of people, and I'm guessing for you. Correct me if I'm wrong. It was basically a place just to mitigate damage. No, it was at first until they released the kayak, <laughs> and okay. they gave me and they gave me flippers, bro. <laughs> so how um, were the how were the flippers? Amazing. So the thing, the reason I came in twelfth. Because the flipper, the flippers helped me more than it helped anybody else. Um, Why is that? Because the flippers position you in the water better, and if you're a good swimmer, you don't need you don't need help positioning yourself in the water. You're like your hips are already up, um, like everything's where they need to be. So the flippers just help you swim like paddle faster or have a better kick. So that's going to help you go faster. But the flippers also help put your hips in the, in the right position if they're not in the pos- right position. So mine, I have terrible like position in the water. So the flippers are going to help me be more positioned and help me kick. Um, so like I'm still going to get beat, but if Justin Medeiros or whoever came in first in the swim in the mile had cut like three minutes off their mile time because of the flippers, I'm cutting like 10 minutes off my mile time because of the flippers. Um, so the flippers help with everything. So they helped me because I was one of the worst swimmers out there. Um, so, yeah. So dude. you're happy with your 12th place finish on that? Yeah, dude. Yeah, I would be too if I were you. I was expecting to be like – the goal is top 20 in that in that event. Um, and then I think I got out of the water around 20th. And then, dude, I got on that kayak and I just went to work. And I picked um, like eight people off. What was event number two? The ring muscle-ups. <laughs> and what, the ring muscle-ups and the pig flip? Yeah. So you go into that event. You, uh, you, said you, were, you said you were ready to take the day off after the swim kayak, but by the time you lined up at, at the lineup for event two, were you back in the game? Did you feel fired up? Oh, yeah, dude. I was amped. Okay. And then you take 33rd in that, and you're pissed. Tell us about yeah. when that event was over, where you were at, if you can remember. Um, obviously a little frustrated. Um, I mean, I don't even remember. It was, I get done and it was the first time that it was the first 30 place finish. And I had expectations not to have any, any of those, like there was so much hype around me and I was like, well, maybe I'm starting to like believe the hype, you know? And it's like, I'm getting to this event and I had done it in training and I had done the pig flip. I had a, the flip sled that everybody else had. So I'm flipping the flip sled and I'm doing bar muscle ups though. And I'm thinking the bar muscle ups are the ring, adding the rings are going to be a little bit different. Um, but I didn't think it was going to be like drastically different. And we were out there flip the sled or flip the pig five and, you know, bomb the ring muscle ups and the bar muscle ups and then get back. And it was like, dude, like, I think I was most frustrated because it was the second workout and I was already, I already put myself in a hole. Like if I was going to put myself in a hole, like let's, let's bomb an event that is like deeper into the weekend where I have some like momentum building, not like the first couple. And so like, like not let it get into your head so quickly. Yeah. Like let me have a good first day and then like 
have some momentum. So at that point, I had no momentum. It was like 12th place, which was cool. Um, and then I bombed that one, and it was like they have no momentum whatsoever. So it was hard to like – I wanted to get my – get the ball rolling, and I just didn't. So that was a little bit frustrating. Event number three, you took seventh place. What was event number three? That was the sprint? Yeah. Um, what did you think about your placement in that? I was a little bit frustrated with that as well. Came in seventh. Um, I I was in a slower group. Not that the dudes I was running with were slow. We were just running as a group. We were running slower compared to the the, the third group that did all their stuff in like one. I think their stuff was their run was one fifteen. Mm-hmm. And so I had paced off Noah and Travis and um another dude in that group that won. And so we were running. I think it was it Luca Jukic. Yeah. 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 Um, and so we were running like, and at the same time, it, I, so I, that was a second event after that was a third event, the event right after the ring muscle up. So there was a level of like, okay, as a rookie, I'm already having these thoughts of like, okay, like I'm kind of scared to attack this because I already bombed the second workout. So it was like, you come out way too hot in this and you, you could get hot, you know, like you don't want to, you don't want to kick it at the last second or you don't want to kick it too early and then get caught where you can't finish like at your peak. And so there was a lot of doubt of like, okay, you don't want to go too slow, but you don't want to go too fast. And so I didn't want to bomb it because this was a good opportunity for me to climb the leaderboard but I also didn't have that mentality, that like attack mentality, because it was more of like, hey, like let's play the safe almost, you know? Because I I just brought this the baggage from event two into my strategy for event three when it shouldn't have. There was like because I bombed event three, this this had nothing to do with how I should strategize strategize event three, and I did let it do that um, because I was just there was a, an intimidation and fear of bombing and coming in 33 again uh, do you talk that strategy out with anyone or is it more subconscious or it's just in your own head like do you talk it out with your coach or anything like that <laughs> my coach was competing <laughs> oh so your coach wasn't even around no i was by myself for day one by myself all right we'll get back to that in a second uh, i am hop can you ask jason if he has contemplated joining a team for training this year not if he is, but if he's <coughs> contemplated it, thought about it. None of your business is a perfectly acceptable answer. <laughs> Thanks for the 10 bucks, I am. You get paid right now? You just they just dishing out money? Yeah, we'll we'll send you a few cents. We'll send you a few I cents. No, we won't. <laughs> no, we won't. Um, no, I haven't even thought about any of that stuff, man. Um, I'm still trying to just decompress from the games but well those conversations will be had they will be had yeah you but so let me ask you this would you go team next year i don't think that's what that person means i think he means will he go in a line with some one of these training camps that has popped up in the last year and train yeah. alongside other elite individual athletes Dude, come oh on, you mean learn, like a comp train or a training learn, think tank learn how to interpret the comments about but, but, but i like my question too would are you going to go on a team next year to hide your weaknesses <laughs> <laughs> yeah man 
I'm starting a team. Me, Jason, you've me, said that you, me, you me said you won't a, leave. It's a me, great question, me though. And, me, and me and Taylor are, are going to team. <laughs> Um, it, it's a great question because basically when we first interviewed you, you said you really weren't interested in leaving your hometown, that life was so good. Yeah, it still is. Like there are some things that I don't think I'm, I want to change. Um, like I have my best friends live here and you know, this is where I feel called to live. Greenville is amazing. All the, the whole nine yards. And so there are some things that I don't think that I want to change especially like hearing like matt's story about going to cookville um there's some things that i've learned from other people that i don't think i plus if you look at the look at the results from this year's games justin Madero's trains alone pat valner trains alone fikowski trains alone saxon panchik trains with his brother those are the top four guys bkg very consistent Uh, training i think the the joining a team or joining like a a training camp that conversation wouldn't happen for another couple of years because there are so many things that played there are so many reasons why I came in 18th that weren't necessarily because 19th 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 because I <laughs> because I wasn't I don't even know what I was saying like I I, didn't, I came in 19th not because I was training alone or with a somebody or a, a training camp like right other, maybe other if reasons. you would have been at the front if you would have been at the fronting empire let me say two, one two things brian cannot put saxon trains with two of the best crossfitters who's ever walked the fucking planet so that was a slip no, up on him, him and his brother moved away from his or him and spencer moved away from scott a couple years ago what i was trying to point out is that in this last year a lot of these training camps have popped up but if you look at the men's top 10 I don't see anyone in the top 10 here except for Noah Olson and Noah Olson's training is he's been a part of that group for a while who's training as part of those think those those training camps that have emerged. They all train on their own for the most part. And no matter what Matt says about his experience with the with, in Cookville, he fucking won the games five times. So I, I, I mean but he won um, the ga- he won the games before he moved out there. Right. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying it, it, it's a um, people's personal feelings versus, you know, excuse me. I'm what, I'm, gonna, what I'm saying I'm is the training camp, the training camp method is unproven so far. The people who did the training camps this year didn't do as well as the people who did not. OK, fair enough. Thank you, Brian. Fair enough. And maybe it was just year one of those things and that will change in the future. But based on this year alone especially if you're talking about the men's field and you, you want to talk about who, where Hopper wants to be, which is on the podium. And you look at Madero, Svelner, Fikowski, those guys train alone and they have been for majority of their careers. I bet you that no one who trains at the, uh, that the, the Froning empire mayhem empire uh, has any problems with handstand pushups or handstand walks. Neither do those three guys. Okay. Fair. Uh, John, Berthasil, Berthasil, John, 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 thank you for the 499 com. Got to get Brian a t-shirt as well. Oh, yeah, those guys sent me a t-shirt with a horse on it. That was kind of cool. I love it. So you can donate money to us and then advertise your shit right on the in the chat. That's cool. <laughs> uh, so, so you do the sprint. 
um, pacing, you were pacing off the guys in there and you were also a little bit, um, uh, shell shocked from your previous finish. You wanted to, you were trying to be smarter and you think it may have inhibited how hard you pushed yourself. Um, and then we get to event number. And I I realized that I went too slow at the gate because I had like 50 more meters at the last I kicked it on when we got into the stadium and I passed everybody that I was running behind. And then I almost hawked down the person in front of me. I lost by like half a second or something, but I could have kept that speed for like 50 more meters because he was slowing down and I was going to pass him if it was more like, if it was like 10 more feet. And then and you realized, didn't finish the finish line. You, you had more gas in the tank when you crossed, you're saying. Yeah. You're finishing. That actually made me nervous. You reached out your leg and it looked like it got pretty straight as you landed. Yes. <clears throat> I had my the thing on my ankle. I was trying to send it forward. Yeah, no, it was um, good. That's, that was good to reach that across. And, but as it landed, your knee was very straight as it hit the turf, and that just always makes me a little nervous. Oh, what, sorry, what was the fourth event? <laughs> the fourth event was the wall walks thrusters. <laughs> wall walks. Oh, you love wall walks. Wall yeah, they're, they're my favorite movement. Someone. Walks thrusters. You didn't, see um, the, you didn't see the picture Dave posted of me? No, did he post a picture? He posted of a montage that? of several athletes just laying in the floor in misery, but the first one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you look like you got curb stomped. <laughs> um, and, and by now, you guys, this in the third and fourth workout, they had put you guys in heats. Yeah. Right? They didn't in the first two. So... 24th tell me about that about that workout the wall walk did you go into that with a good mindset since you took seventh in the um in the Dude, I, yeah so seventh i came in seventh at that point i was 12th in the swim 33 and then seventh and so i was like 16th overall at that point he releases the workout he's like 10 9 8 7 6 4 3 2 1 all the way down thrusters and wall walks 185 for thrusters and I'm like, giddy, dude. I'm like 185 pounds thruster. I'm about to crush everybody in this. And I just was like, no, no one, like I'm a bigger guy. So it's like, finally I get some, like, this is my shot to make move. Like it's, it's just a thruster workout with some interference of wall walks. That was my mind. Literally first thought was like, there's the wall walks are just interference. And the workout is about the thrusters. And so we're out there warming up and I'm the second heat. So I watch everybody go. And there are people that are like dropping. I'm, I was like, I'm thinking about going unbroken on the thrusters. And I see people like putting their arms out on the wall walk and like, like miserable. And I'm like, dude, Jason, if you just keep moving through these wall walks and you go unbroken on the thrusters, like you're going to be top 10. Like it's going to be fine. And like I said, I had no coach. So, so this is my own, this is the, the thoughts that I'm processing by myself. I'm not going to go up to Justin Madero's coach and say, Hey, does this strategy sound good? Like, <laughs> that would have been awesome if you did. You should have. <laughs> so I'm like processing these by myself, being an idiot. And I'm thinking this whole thing is about thrusters. And I'm convinced that I'm, if I just keep moving through the wall walks, that the little interference that they're going to be. And I go, I'm broken on the thrusters. I'm going to win this thing. <clears throat> oh. And we get, we do 
we go out there and as soon as they three, two, one go, it took three wall walks in to the, the workout. And I instantly, my mindset like instantly tw- uh, stopped and changed it. And I was like, Oh my goodness, this is a wall walk workout. <laughs> and this is not going to be good. <laughs> And so the whole time, I mean, it was a miserable workout, dude. My try, like I could, first of all, I, I went wrong when I took my shirt off because the first round. Like, I disagree, but go on. <laughs> there let was him, a, let him explain why. There was a puddle of sweat, dude, right there. Every single rep. And I was slipping. My hands were slipping every single step. And I was like, I can't like take big steps like Brent was taking. So I was like doing mini steps because if I took a big one, I was like, I would, I would probably slip. Um, was it your sweat or competitors before you in that lane or both? No, it was mine. 10, okay. 10 wall walks were like dry. And I was like, good. We all got up. Like I was behind like the leader by like one wall walk, but like eight, seven, six, it was like a puddle and they got harder and the sweat didn't help the cause. And so the whole workout was miserable. My, um, I could have split up the, at that point you knew if you thought, if you said you were going unbroken or trying to go unbroken on the thrusters, like that wasn't going to change as soon as you like pick up the barbell for the first time. So like I said, I was like, I was thinking it was a thruster workout. I get out there. I do three wall walks and instantly I'm like, Oh man, this is going to be miserable. And then you pick up the barbell thinking you have to catch up to the people make your move and you get, I get through like seven thrusters and I'm thinking, Oh my goodness, this is getting worse and worse and worse. And I went unbroken for 10 and I get back to nine wall walks. And at that point it was like, you don't worry about anybody else right now. You just go to that place. Don't worry about what place you finish in. Just move at your, the pace that you can go give your best here see what happens and it was miserable and so as you finish that workout you finish it in 20 minutes and 31 seconds well, what, what's your what's your mindset at that point are you pissed yeah um do you know that you took 24th in it at that moment like right away you're like oh this is bad yeah um i knew that yeah i knew that on that moment it was it was it was pretty frustrating. Is that the one where Noah came over to cheer you on? Yeah. <laughs> so Noah comes over there to cheer you on, and you and you did that to him. You gave him the hand like that, just this. I did, it, but it wasn't a good. It, if it would have been anybody, they would have got the same thing. It wasn't because it was Noah. I like Noah. Right, I like Noah too. Um, there, there is just a when I'm in like a deep workout like that and I'm like hurting and I'm in like the pain cave, like dealing with the things going on in my head. Um, I think I just, I want to be alone and I don't, I don't want anybody helping me whether like if I, if I, if I like needed help and they were like trying to give me tips that were going to help me move faster at that point, the damage was had already been done. Um, and it was like, dude, I want to deal with this crap by myself. Like I'm in like mentally, I'm like in it right now. Um, 
and I don't need any hand, any like high fives. I don't need no clapping. I don't need no go Jason. You got this. Like it was, let me do with this crap on my own and like get away from me. Uh, so, so you finish workout for at any point, are you like starting to like think about things outside of yourself? Like, holy shit. Like I told the world that I was, that I really wanted to win this, that I thought I could win this. And look at me, I have a 12th, 33rd, 7th, and 24th. Like, did any of that shit creep into your head where you started really beating on yourself? Yeah. I mean, that happened after event two. Um, and it, <laughs> <laughs> um, and <laughs> I had a lot of, a lot of people that were like, in my close in my circle that were, Hey, like it's a long weekend. You can't win it on day one. You can't lose it on day one. Um, so there was a lot of like encouragement from people that I actually believed and trusted in. And so also didn't know the rest of the workouts. And so I was hoping that since day one was so like skilled that day day two, three, and four would be like some, I would get a lot more opportunities for like heavy stuff, like grunt work that I can make some moves on. Um, but as the weekend went on, it was my hopes were slowly um, going away. Uh, event five. So you, 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 you get a 24th. You're pretty pissed at yourself. You have to wave no off. Um, you, you, misstrategized that one also you you thought it was going to be a thruster workout and it was a wall walk workout and you go into event five and, and, and what was event five <laughs> brian's favorite workout to watch <laughs> were you were you laughing were you laughing like that brian when you wa- were watching it no i was you were in the lane closest to me and i was not laughing then i was feeling very bad for you <laughs> what was the workout brian it was the it was the Hustafel bag carry, but that wasn't the problem. It was the rope climb ski Hustafel bag. And it really, I, I started at the start of that workout in the first round. I was like, what the F-, F is he doing? He's going, he's winning the heat. I'm like, this is not how, this is not the time domain workout that Jason wins the first round. in. When we watched him at semifinals in this kind of workout, he would let anyone else do that in the first heat. And he would reel them in in rounds two, three, and four. And I was like, he must know either he knows something that I don't about his capacity in this workout, or this is not going to end well. And then I w- waited to see what would happen, and everyone knows what happened. Watch, watch this, Savon. <laughs> I remember seeing this. Is this the final round when the bag w- didn't want to stick to you? God, you're lucky you didn't poop your pants. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> um, and who who patted you on the back right there? And did you tell him to get the fuck away? No, that was the event that I had to be helped off the field. So you were just lit. how does that happen? Tell me about that. So you're laying there, and and like all the other it. athletes leave, and you're just still laying there. No, I was laying there, and I remember after like <laughs> like 15 seconds, someone came up to me and was like, "All right, we gotta go." And I'm like, dude, we, I just finished this workout 15 seconds ago. I can't, I cannot get up right now. Um, and they were like, we got to go. We got to go. I think the, I think the, the women were after us or before us. I don't know. Um, 
but they were for some reason they were like we got to get off the field and i was dude i was like i can't move my legs can't move my body it was really like that dude i came out literally 100 like max effort like I, it, it would have looked like if you, if you saw me come out and didn't know the workout you would think oh this is this is a sprint <laughs> why did you do that were those nerves um maybe there was a there was a lot of it man there was dude i brought day one into my my strategy dude. <laughs> um there was a a level of one the reason i came out like that is because that was my best workout out of the all of them <laughs> Two, the like best workout for me not best because of the result Two, since day one was so rough and i didn't get a workout that i necessarily liked out of the four except the sprint the sprint was one that i liked the th- three of the four were not good for me and so I had to go the entire day off thinking about event five and like what my strategy, like how I was going to make a move. Like, cause dude, I, I was 16th, but I had 33 and 24 lingering in the back of my head. I had to deal with that crap for a whole 24 hours. <laughs> and I wanted so badly to have event five, like be here right now. So I can just, make all that a wash and like balance this out. And so once it, once it get, got there, I'm thinking, dude, I'm going to win this thing. Like I have to win this thing and I'm not going to, I'm going to make sure I win this thing. And I'm like telling myself, like I'm pumping myself up all this stuff. Um, but it was now that I'm looking back on it, a lot of it was I'm, I'm fearing the results of day one again. And I came out, man. Can y'all hear that behind me? Yeah, it's not a big deal. Okay. Um, I I wanted to win, and I was I I was so scared of losing. I was so scared of like being. I didn't want that feeling of being like in the middle of the pack because I had been in the middle of the pack during the wall walk, and I I stayed in the middle of the pack, and I ended up coming in twenty fourth. I stayed in the middle of the pack on the ring muscle ups and I finished last. And so there was this fear of like, I wanted to get out in front and stay out in front. Um, and since it was my best workout that I had trained for, like I'd done that twice and I'd done it. They released, that was one of the first ones they released. And so I had trained for it and I was ready for it. I was excited, excited about it. Um, but dude, I just, the strategy I had in, in practice was a strategy that I felt like I could hold. And for some reason I said to myself, like, we're going to go harder than that. (laughs) And I'm going to be able to hold that. Like we're at the games, like uh, the adrenaline would take the adrenaline would help me or something. Um, and yeah, man, it was a disaster. Three people finish worse than you. Adrian Munviler. Sean Sweeney and Georgis Georges Georges Caravas Caravas Georges Caravas and Sweeney withdrew after that event. Oh, he did. Yeah, that broke him. Something was was broken at that point for him. Did you talk to any of those guys no. um, after that event? No. Dude, I got carried off the field. 
I went back into the athlete. Like warm-up. on a stretcher or like dudes with their arms under your shoulders? No, uh, dudes with their arm. The, med- the medical so – I don't know who carried off me on the field, but I know when I got back to the athlete warm-up area, I had like five medical staff like putting ice on my body, like having my feet propped up and like checking my heart heart rate and stuff. I was like, dude, I think I'm okay. I'm just like super dead. Um, and they were like, Did hey. any part of you think that the, that was the end of your games when you're being carried off that you're like, Oh shit, I might be done. That was the moment when I got done with that event and I was in the athlete, um, part, the North part right behind the um, field. I had ice on my head. All the athletes were walking by and there was like, they were like coming to check up on me. Like, are you good? <laughs> Like Pat Vellner came up and was like, "You good?" Like had all these people like Katrin Davis' daughter came up to me before and was like, "You good?" And at that moment, it was like, "Okay, this is super embarrassing. I, this is the game's a different beast." <laughs> at that moment, I knew that it was like, "Okay, like that was my best workout. That was my almost like because that was my chance. I, that was my opportunity to like bounce things out for me. And that's what I wanted to do. And since I bombed that, that was like almost like." All right, like we're we're fighting for tenth place now. <laughs> did you ever drop below the? T- did you ever fall below thirtieth place? What was the lowest place you had in the games all week? You know, twenty. Okay. Um, event number six. You took eleventh and you got cap. What was the event number six? The cleans. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was the uh, light. That was the light clean ladder. Yeah. And almost everyone got capped on that uh, event. And then they changed the time gap for the next event. Is that right? Yeah. What was the process like for you guys as athletes to find out that <clears throat> that they were going to make that change? Uh, we get done with event seven. The ladies are going. Event Dave, six. You finished event six. Yep. Dave gets us all around and says, hey, we're going to give you a two more minutes or one more minute, whatever it was. And we're going to shorten the run. That's all they said. Didn't tell you the distance? They said what we were going to do. They said we were going to, instead of running around the green, where we're going to, the little island out there, we were going to run in front of it. Were you happy to hear those changes? No, I didn't really care. Irrelevant. Because you did end up doing better on the second clean workout than the first clean workout relative to the field. Yeah, the so the first one was more about the run, and I knew the second one was going to be more about who's who's going to be able to clean, who feels comfortable running faster and cleaning. And I did so. That was oh, I think I that I think I mean if you look at the first the uh, event six results, like almost you know I can't remember how many people got capped, and all they had left to do was the last barbell. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Fourteen of you guys all got capped. You were somewhere on that run or approaching that barbell. And it was like obviously it still wasn't that heavy, but it was the heaviest one. So it was like if you were a guy like you who's gonna capitalize on the weights more than the running, mm-hmm. not being able to lift that last bar, <clears throat> maybe that that was like a chance to pass one or two of those guys, you know? Yeah. Uh the only reason I missed that last bar is because I intended on power cleaning it instead of squat cleaning it and i powered it and i missed the power clean and you weren't i mean you weren't the only one who missed that last bar who like you know right up against the time cap both 
uh, Brent and Pat did the same thing. Mm-hmm. I think they went for it, missed it, and then that was it. Time was up. All right. Were you happy with that placement? Did you feel like there was some redemption there? Were you? Or, how, how did that go after event six with an eleventh place, eleventh place finish? Um, I don't think I was excited about any any of my placements. I just felt there was like a there was just something holding me back after bombing events, and there was like this like there was this fear to attack because I just kept bringing baggage into like. It was like, dude, like you can't attack because dude, like this is your workout. You should be in top five in this one. Like this is a power clean, clean ladder. Like you clean freaking 390. Like you can win this event if you take or Like I knew I wasn't going to win because there were some dudes that like Je- I knew Jeff Jeffrey could freaking move and clean. So I was like, I knew I was, I wanted to Who's be Jeffrey five. Adler. Adler. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I knew some guys are better runners than me, so I knew that they would like doing power cleans out of that weight weren't that wasn't the workout. It was gonna be who can run the fastest and then walk up to the bar. Um so I there but there was just like this 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 like fear to attack because I kept bringing workouts into like that mentality and there was there was no attack mode. And so the whole time it was play it like safe, but don't go too slow. And it cost me. And so I came in seventh. That's why there was like never really any home run hits on like any workouts that I felt like super confident in because there was like this fear of like blowing up after the rope climb. So then you do the seventh event and you do pretty damn well in it. Yeah. I I needed the, the clean it's coming in when I come in 10th in that one. The second one, the first one, eleventh on event six. You came in eleventh. Yeah, so I came in. The second one, you came in eighth. Yeah, so that put in me some like some like attack mode because I came in eleventh and I kind of like held some back and I knew that the cleans were going to only that the heavier the when we put weight on the bar that was only going to help me. Um because I could still keep up that pace on the run and clean that much. Uh, where else some other guys had probably had to slow down. And so I was super, you, com- super confident about that. And you celebrated a little bit when you crossed the finish line on that one, right? Yeah. And uh, eighth place, 559. Um, and then, and then how do you feel after that event? How do you feel? That's that's the sixth event now of sorry, the seventh event now of the CrossFit Games. How's your body feeling? Do you recall? My body is like shot at that point. But the the best it feels throughout the entire weekend is when I'm actually like doing the event. Because there's something about like being out there that kind of like you weren't thinking about the pain of your legs or you weren't thinking about how like tired you were. But before, like warming up, you were you're thinking, dude, there's no way this is about to happen. Um, and that's already set in uh, by event eight. It's like that. Yeah, dude, like the volume was a huge part of why I didn't do that well. Are you injured at all right now? No. Like you woke up this morning all good. Like you weren't like, uh oh, that's not right. Yeah, I feel great. Shoulders. Feel great. Knees. Shoulders, knees, and toes. Feel Lower great. back. 
great. Did you, are you hearing something? No, no, just checking. <laughs> just kind of like scanning your body, you know, just want to talk about your body. Just doing a little check, little cup check. Uh, event number eight. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. This ain't good. <laughs> what was event number eight? You took 30th and you got capped. God, I hate to see you get capped. What was event number eight? Handstand walk course. So do you practice handstand walks a lot? And when the event was announced, did you know that like you were going to get capped? Do I practice handstand walk or do I print practice handstand walking on a course? Those are two, All, two separate both, things. Both, both. <laughs> you, do, you, do you practice adequately? Which one? The handstand walking or the handstand walking over a course? Well, if you didn't handstand walk over a course, then you didn't then you didn't practice adequately. Of course I practice over a course. And so and so when you heard the announcement, were you excited? Were you like, I got this shit? No. I'm a thrusting machine. My shoulders are strong. I'm agile like a cat. I could balance upside down on my feet on one leg. No, dude. I dude, I just started practicing that crap right after the mat. Wow. So you're you're so you're almost like a crossfitter who made it to the games who's not really a crossfitter. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm I'm exactly what you call a CrossFit games athlete with a full time job. So there were some things that you just prioritize in training and that was not one of them. Um one real quick question. how what what year did you find CrossFit you're to your how old are you again? You're twenty three? Yeah. And um and and how old were you when you started CrossFit? I did it one year in 2017, so like 18 years old. Then I took a year. I, play, I went playing football at Clemson for a year and a half, and then I picked it back up right after that. Like in 2019? Yeah. So it would be fair to say you've been doing CrossFit for two years. Yeah. But you've been an athlete your whole life. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Makes sense. So, so, you, so do you know at the beginning of that you're like, oh, shit? Yeah. I... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that just must be horrible. It, 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 it's, it's like when I took the SATs in high school and I was hungover. It was like worst case scenario. My, I'm fucking, I, I want to vomit. My eyes are watering. I'm just like crazy ill prepared. Is it like yeah, I mean, that? Yeah, dude. It was, yeah, all of the above. I had a, every, every emotion you can think of when, when it come, came to that event. That's why when I got done with event seven, it was, like there was mo there was a moment where I was super fired up out there, but as soon as I got back, it was like, who cares? Like that's gonna be a wash in twenty minutes. <laughs> so so there is the, the the head fuck is is that bad finishes the the psychological implications are far worse than good finishes. Good finishes only last as long as um you the next event coming, <laughs> good finishes, but bad, but bad events can linger the whole the whole week. Um, yeah, I suppose so. If you're uh, not, if you're expecting that to happen, if you're expecting that event not to be bad. Like if I came in thirty in the system, like I would have got done and like that's fine. Like I'm expected that, but if I want to win, broke my out, I wanted to be top five, and I came in thirty something. That is when it. it 
Someone just said, poor dude, you can tell he's upset. Don't give him a hard time, fam. He's obviously hurting bad. He ain't hurting shit. What are you talking about? He's at home in fucking Greenville. He's in Greenville. All things are good in Greenville. But I appreciate your sensitivity, Swanfit. Hey, um, Ryan, quick question. That was the first audio glitch I've heard in this show. And um, how's Brian's audio been? Because I, I haven't heard any glitches in Brian's, but Hopper just went all fucking Transformers on us. He sounds... Okay, he sounded like Soundwave. You guys know who Soundwave is? You know who Soundwave is, Hopper? Probably not. I can't tell if he's... Is he there? I can't tell if he's there either. But you know what I love? As soon as I made a Transformer comment, Stephen Latch donated $20. He must be a huge Transformers fan. Thanks, Stephen. That's really cool of you. Jason, can you you hear us? Yeah, dude. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jason, hey, and Swanfit, I want to tell you this. If you want to feel sorry for anyone who's down on themselves, you should feel sorry for fucking me. Like, I was literally like, (laughs) fuck, after, like, this thing was over, I was like, fuck CrossFit. I'm not doing any more interviews. Fuck this podcast. I'm only going to interview people I want. I'm not interviewing any more CrossFitters. But I got (laughs) over it. I got over it, I guess. Jason, on that handstand walking um, workout, how difficult, like, like, obviously, you're you're not expecting to win that workout or anything like that. But how difficult is it to... to wait and make sure that you're going to succeed the next implement when you see other people going and you're like, man, I'm not sure if I'm ready or not, but I, but I just don't want to stand here anymore. And I have to kick up just because I don't want to stand here anymore. How hard was it to do that? Yeah. Because I think that I don't think you were the only one. There were a lot of guys that would, you know, kick up and fail and implement and then they'd kick up again and fail it again. And I'm like thinking to myself, man, just give yourself 10 more seconds. Yeah. I think I was just, I wanted to get over it faster so I didn't have to feel that freaking guilt of not being able to. <laughs> but it's and and it's tough because it's not like you're like you're not tired. You know, you're not like out of breath and you're resting because you're out of breath. And that's yeah. a difficult thing to know in that like that's a very specific workout and a very specific skill to understand when you can kick up again and, and give yourself the best chance to succeed. I think I was so upset about that one because the so I this whole like last month I had been training for, I had been doing the, um, the stairs and ramp and I had like mastered it, dude. Like I figured it out on like two, like two weeks before the games. I don't believe them. I swear. I swear. Okay. I had figured it out and like I was doing like, um, like I was implementing, like I was getting my heart, my my heart rate up doing them, where I was like do, able to do them under fatigue, and it was like flawless. Like I would get over, be able to turn around, go back the other way, and I was like crushing them. And then I was as soon as I, they released the workout, and they were like there was going to be parallel things in them, and I'm like, oh man, like another something else I have to get really good at. And so we had like two weeks to get good at these. No, I had four days before we left. They released that workout like a cup, like a week before. And I was leaving that Friday. So I had like three or four days, to like figure this out. And I said, sure, I'll just, I'll do it and figure it out. And so I spent like the last three days, like 30 minutes a day, like getting, trying to do over parallels. And I just could not, man, I could not do it. And I was freaking pissed. And I was like, well, if they took the parallels out, I would, I would at least give myself a chance to do well. 
And since the parallettes are in it, like out of 30 tries in the last three days, like maybe got it like five. And so we get out there and I'm like, what is that? Like 20% of the time you did it. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, dude, one in five. That's really, not good. It was like hit or miss. Like if I, if I can get over this parallel, if I can get over this parallel, like I'm Gucci, like we can, we can get, we can get through this whole thing. And so they were, they tell us to work out and we had to come, we had to go that down and then back. And I'm like, Oh man, I have to do it twice now instead of once. <laughs> um, and at the did end, you hear anyone yell tired. from the crowd? Did you hear anyone yell from the crowd your name? Like, you got this, Hopper, or no, Jesus Christ, Hopper, you didn't practice this shit, or anything like that? Like, did you get in? Do you hear any of that from the crowd? <laughs> no. So I got the that's what par- sucks about the community that we just need one heckler, just one. One would make it like so fun. So they said, they say go, and I missed my first parallel figures like i didn't expect to do it in one try and i actually expected to be out there for like a good like five or six trying to get over these parallels and i got it on my second time second time and i'm like freaking out i'm like oh my goodness i can actually do well in this event and then the freaking part where i had freaking done so well at for the last three months i couldn't get over the ramp dude and it was pissing me off man it was pissing me off and i was like I had practiced these over and over and I'd figured these, these stairs out. Like I'd figured them out. Like it was muscle memory. And for some reason I couldn't get over it. And at that point it was luckily I finally got over it. When I got back to the parallettes with like 30 <laughs> seconds left. And at that point my, my <clears throat> shoulders were shot and I knew there was really no way for me to get over the parallettes at this point. But, Seven. Did you, did you get a chance to see him do any of the handstand walking? Yeah, I did. This is all I think. This is all I think about. At least with the wall walks, like he's got shit to do, right? And so he can't get caught up in the crowd or he can't start thinking because he has shit to do. You know what I mean? It's like a hundred burpees. Like you just can't feel sorry for yourself. You got shit to do. But this thing, you're in there and your brain can fucking start up. Like you were saying, Brian, he's not tired. And so he's like, he can be like, man, this is fucking hard. Oh shit, there's 10,000 people here and 100,000 people at home watching me. And the worst thing is, is if you're the last dude on the floor, the cameras have nothing else to point at. Oh yeah. So as fucking retarded as some of the broadcast was, just like just missing so much good shit and not telling the story, I guarantee you they told your story. Oh look, there's Hopper out there. He's the new guy. And you know Chase is going to bring it real. He's going to be like Jesus. He didn't because they they love this. This is this is the pundit's favorite thing to say. Well, what's he doing at the CrossFit Games if he didn't know how to do six thousand muscle ups in a row while smoking a cigarette? How does he not know how to be inverted? They should live inverted eighteen percent of the time. They should sleep upside down. And everyone's throwing in their two cents, and you're just getting destroyed. And it's getting in your head, and you're just like, "Fuck! I was but supposed to be the rookie phenom." Go ahead. But it doesn't get in my head. That's the that's the thing. Like You mean it doesn't get out of your head? No, I get in my own head. Right. But they don't get in my head. Explain. So I can get in my own head of like I can bring events into how I how I like do the event at hand that we're doing. Like I can get in my own head of thinking that I'm scared to attack and the whole nine yards, but I'm not once was I out there like thinking, Oh man, like what do these dudes think? Like, what are these people around me thinking? What are the 
10,000 oh. people in this fans. Like, what are people at home thinking? Well, then you just ruined my story. I know, but people had to know that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I at least, I at least grew up, I grew up playing football. So like I, the fans aren't an issue. It was, I came in 19th, 19th because I just wasn't fit enough. And there was some holes in, in my game. So, so those of you that know, if you haven't figured out how the show works, um, I'm an asshole and then the the guests have a chance to show what good character they have by like not being phased by it. That's like the premise of the show. The show is is that I, I I'm rude to people and inappropriate, and then they show how cool they are because they're not phased by me. And if they do get phased <laughs> by me, then they shit the bed. It's like good cop bad cop shit. So now you guys know our whole our whole shtick. And Hopper's doing great. Um, unless you just, I mean, unless you live next door and you just want him to come into my office and punch me in the face, that would be pretty good for viewership <laughs> too, but he doesn't, he lives 3000 miles away. Um, so, so you finished the handstand walk. The good news is that you, you didn't expect to necessarily do well. You finished 30th and then you have to go into event number nine. What was event number nine? You did good at it. You took eight. Pain, pain is what it was. I don't know what, what it was. was it? What was it? Echo bike cows, power snatch one fifteen. Okay, so you'd expect yourself, you'd expect Hopper to destroy the Echo Bike and do, and and, and he, he does power snatches in his sleep at one fifteen. I would say for, for me at this point in the competition, I was expecting, I was expecting him to finish in the top ten, but maybe not the top three. What did you think about that workout, Hopper? Walk us through it. Make us some money, buddy. I loved it, man. Um, but at that point in the weekend, the volume. I had set in and like, dude, when I went to Nat, when I went to Nashville to train with Tia, we did a comp simulation. When was that? How soon? How soon? When three, was week, that? three weeks ago. Okay. So just before the games. Yeah. And we did like a number of events a day, like crazy amount. And I had never been through a game simulation. So there's, they were like, this is going to be harder than the games. So we're like doing events like back to back to back. And when we get to Saturday, Saturday and Sunday, I'm like, I'm like sitting out. Like I'm working out with Tia and we get done with like a, a 40 minute workout with like a vest. And it was a good 15 minutes. And she was like, are you ready to do this next workout? And it was like a EMOM with like barbell cycling. It was like three minute workout. It was like high intensity. And there was, I had to sit out and it was like, I can't move right now. This was like Sunday. And I was like the volume here. We had like, I had to reach that, that peak. And they were at that point, I knew the games. I was going to hit a peak at the games because there was like so much volume and these people have been doing this full time. And so they were able to build that endurance over the last years, however long they've been doing CrossFit. Whereas for me, it was like, I've been doing two, two hour sessions a day with a nine to five job. So I couldn't, I couldn't, I can't do that many events. I can't do that much work and put it on my body and expect just to go out there on Sunday and be, or go out there and snatch and expect to hit 300. Like my body right now is feeling way more fatigue because you you're able to you had so much more endurance over the year than i did uh i'm I'm not saying that was i'm not saying if that changed like i would have won i'm just saying that's the reality of my situation yeah you didn't train you didn't train appropriately and long enough 
<laughs> exactly. You can put it that way. Um, and so when I went into the bike workout, I could only give so much like, in a if I was fresh, I would have freaking pumped out 95 RPM out the gate and been okay and held on to that for th- the three minute workout that it was. Um, but when I was biking, like I was giving my best and I was at like 87 RPM, 85 RPM. And there was like, dude, like I cannot push this bike harder. Um, it would be cool to see you do that workout fresh and post it. I'll send it to you. (laughs) Okay. I'll post it. I make money on my IGTV now. If it's longer than a minute, I'll make money. Please do send it to me. You did beat the, you did beat Medeiros on that one. It was one of two workouts you beat him on, on the week. So that's nice. Because Medeiros only weighs 112 pounds soaking wet. No, he's he was only a second ahead of him. Medeiros did well on that workout. It was just it oh. was tight. That workout actually is better for the bigger guys. Yeah, the the only guy that really the guy that really surprised me in that one was Yonikoski. He was one place ahead of you, but everyone else who was ahead of you was people that I expected to be up there. Yeah. So you so so um I want to go back to the Tia thing. Um she said that to you, are you ready? Or did Shane say that to you? Am I ready? You said that um you finished a workout and then she and then Tia said to you, um, are you ready to do this next one? I'm just wondering if it's her calling the shots or Shane. <laughs> no, Tia came up to me and said, Are you ready for this next one? And I said, No, I'm not ready for this next one. <laughs> and what did she say then? She said, Okay. And we we're waited. doing it, we're doing it without you then. Oh, that no, she waited for you? It was just me and her. Oh. Um, we, yeah. And then I said, whatever, I'll do it. And we Of get, course you did, or she'd have fucked you up. <laughs> she'd have whooped your ass, and that should have gone viral. <laughs> we ended up doing it, and before this workout, I'm thinking, oh, dude, there's no way I can make this through this workout. <laughs> it was so high intensity that my brain was, like, fried. I couldn't do any more high intensity stuff. And I how quit. how big I, of an I, honor I, is it I, to I, train I with the, Tia? It was fun, but I quit in the middle of this workout. Is it more than fun? Or are you just like, holy shit, this is so fucking awesome? Are you just stoked? It was. I mean, I thought it was cool. Have you ever quit in the middle of a workout before? Good question. I wish I would ask that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I have. Not, How not often? Be, not like once, twice? I had to think about it. it can't, be, can't be very many times. So a few times that you can remember what it was? There's a difference between I've never quit a workout because it was so hard, except for the, the time with Tia was like, I'm, I'm quitting this workout. I've never quit a workout because it was like, I can't, like, I, I can't go anymore. Um, I, the reason I had quit in the past is because I was doing something without purpose and just going through the motions and I knew that it wasn't going to help me long-term. And so doing this workout with Tia, like she drugged me into this workout and I was not ready. And I did it because I feared saying no to Tia. Uh, and so we're in the middle of this workout and I'm not fully recovered or recovered at all from the last workout. I'm my brain is fried. I wanted like at least 15 more minutes. I didn't even get to eat. And I were in the middle of this workout and I came and moved this barbell and it's at like 115. And I'm like so pissed that I actually like said yes to this. And I stopped. I stopped right there. Did she talk shit to you? No, she understood. 
I wonder what it would be great to hear what she thought when she saw you stop. Like Brian, if someone's is, if you're if you're training, some, what affiliate do you, do you do you coach at, Brian? Performance Factory Training CrossFit. Do you just if you see an affiliate member just stop in the middle of a workout? Do you just walk over to them with their bag and be like, "Get the fuck out of here"? That's our that's our motto. Yeah. One time I went to go watch my <laughs> I went to I love watching my wife work out and I went to go watch her work out at uh, CrossFit Aptos. And uh, her training partner, the coach said, okay, count your reps. It was, I forget what it was. It was like, you're supposed to count the burpees while the other person's on the rower and whoever gets the most burpees or whatever wins or whatever. And um, I heard her training partner goes, let's not keep count. And I wanted to fucking go over and just fucking grab her training partner and just drag him out. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. Because like as the training partner, you're supposed to push hard. Hopper actually, now that I reevaluate this, Hopper actually hurt Tia. She probably would have won all events if she had fucking training partners that weren't fucking quitting in the middle. <laughs> fucking. Uh, Dustin Anderson says something that's really, really important. None of us can even imagine how hard the CrossFit games are. I don't. I, I, I can't even imagine how true that statement is. First of all. And if you qualify and compete, you are a savage. Nothing but respect for all games athletes. That is the truth. I I, I think that there's an uh, it's such a savage beatdown that there's an emotional component, and, and Jason's touching on it now. Like, what do you do when your body's telling you no and you have to go? And that and that's every workout after day one. I mean, it's like, fuck. Yeah. Can you mentally prepare for that, Jason? Will you be better at that next year? You think? Yeah, for sure. You just start believing in yourself more and more and more. Well, after a year of the year of training I'm about to have, I guarantee you that I'm going to go into the games with a different mindset. Abraham Gibson, Sevon, do you even wad? Yeah, I wad your mom. <laughs> do I even wad? I don't ever fucking miss a workout. When I was a fucking alcoholic for the first two months of fucking the covid response i fucking worked out every fucking night whether i was drunk or sober i get yesterday i worked out twice i was so disappointed in my first workout i went in there again at 11 o'clock at night how dare you fucking ask me you want to see these fucking things look at this bitch even wad you owe me you owe me 20 burpees for that abraham uh workout number 10 we're on with the great Jason Hopper, who took 19th at the CrossFit Games this year, his rookie year. Been CrossFitting for two, two and a half years. And uh, we're trying to figure out whether he's going to be better next year, whether he's making excuses. I still haven't decided. Um, I, dude, I'm not, I'm not making an excuse, dude. I'm not, I haven't I'm heard not, any yet, but it's, it's like I'm not, we're trying to, we're, we're, that's I'm what not. everyone's waiting for. Is he going to be like Matt Fraser and say, fuck this little fire under my ass? Or is he going to complain about Dave? gonna hate on our, our mexican boy dave we're, we're, we're there's time i'm not the fittest in the world so um 10th the 10th workout we have a podcast right after this too so can't be fucking around anymore with people telling me i don't want uh jason hopper uh in the workout right after the um snatch echo bike in which you took eighth um you took seventh place so now you got some momentum what was that workout this is a running toes to bar workout. Oh, dope. Saturday tell, morning. I thought you would do well on this one. You need to do really well on it. So tell us about that one. Where, where are you in your mindset in terms of pacing, what you think you can do, and whether you, you, you were looking forward to it? 
Yeah, I, I would. That, that was the one I was probably most looking forward to, besides the rope climb one. I knew I was a good runner, and I was really good at toes the bar. So I was going to go unbroken, as everybody else should go unbroken, because you had a mile of running in between. <clears throat> and I knew that was just going to be about who one who wants to hurt more, and who who has the most capacity to to run, and. <clears throat> Yeah, so I also knew how sm- the pacing is would be very like I needed to make sure that it was on it was on point. I was sitting at I said I was sitting in twentieth or seventeenth. I was in seventeenth place going into that event, and it was they were making cuts after to twenty. And so if I bomb this event, then then I'm going home. And so I made sure that I buckled up made sure that everything was dialed in. Um, so we did 30 toes the bar. I knew that the workout was not about the first mile, mile and a half. So I wanted to make sure that I was closing the gap with the people that were ahead, but also making sure that the whole question for me was, could I hold this pace for mile number two? Like, is this pace sustainable? And, if it wasn't, then I would have dialed it back a little bit. If it was, then I would have either stayed the same or sped it up a little bit. So, are you going to say something? That last mile and a half, did you push really, really hard? Or do you save a little bit for those 30 toes to bar? And then I have a question for Brian also. No, I gave it everything I got. So, you come in just fucking hot. When you come in, you the last thing you want to do is grab that bar, but you grab it anyway? No, I knew the bar was going to be rest. Oh, shit. Maybe because I don't cross it. I, that I, doesn't make I, any sense to me. <laughs> I slow my heart rate down because a run, running is more um, like you're using. It's going to get your heart rate higher than doing toes the bar. Um, so like actually like getting on a toes the bar and like swinging actually slowed down my heart rate instead of running and which sped it up. Um, so I knew if I just get to the toes the bar, I can knock out 30 and that could um, it would be, it would lower my heart rate, which would actually feel better. Brian, we, we look at an athlete like Cody Anderson or Chris Spieler and we're like, yeah, they're going to be good at muscle ups. Like we know that they're good at muscle ups. We know who's good at muscle ups. You can see body types. Obviously there's, um, you know, past, past experiences with them watching them as a fan. How do we know if someone's good at toes to bar? Like how do I, I, I don't look at Jason Hopper's body and know that he's good at toes to bar or is that a pretty, I just, Am I, am I thinking about it wrong? Am I seeing a tall guy and being like, oh, he's fucked? And he's <laughs> heavy, too. It's not like he's light. He's got to hold on with that grip, and he's got to bring those legs up quite a bit. This Well, it, it, I, I actually miss um, – I really misunderstood this workout when it was announced because I was assuming that that in the in the programming and the testing of it that he would want the, the toes-to-bar numbers to be challenging for the athletes and that he had found the perfect number – that it would still be a challenge for him. But it turned out that for almost every single one of them, it was an afterthought. It was all about the running. And and so what you see when you look at the board is that, uh, or the leaderboard for this particular event is that the best runners are at the top. <laughs> and that's it. And there were a couple of situations where, like in the men's, uh, it was Baden-Brown and Lazar Jukic, and Baden-Brown just hit the toes of bar, got to him with the last couple reps. So Lazar passed him, but he still took second place. And those are the two best runners, and they finished one and two. And um, 
I was Jason surprised by that. that. By, Jason called that, by the way. Sorry to interrupt, Brian. Don't lose your thought. I spoke to Jason the night before that event, and he goes, you better watch Baden Brown. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? That fucking buffalo? But Jason nailed it. That fucking guy is a fucking gazelle. Well, and, I, and and it was it's the same thing with the you know we were all speculating if the pig flip or the sled pull or the muscle ups was going to be the critical factor of that workout prior to the workout and we didn't know the distance or weight of the sled and we didn't know the number of flips or the distance of the flips and so we we're like oh it all depends on that then we see what the actual workout is and as Jason talked about it was just a muscle up workout there were may, yeah maybe there were a couple guys who couldn't move the pig but the the guy if you if you can't move the pig at all for five flips then. You're not going to do very well over the whole weekend anyway. But if you can't do 48 muscle-ups, like that's a pretty specific thing. Like J- Jason practices 80, 90 muscle-ups sometimes, but never in one set. And so, again, here I was like, this just might as well, might as well have been a three-mile run. Yeah, pretty much. Andrew Clark, 49 of those pounds, that that English money, the good money. Firstly, Sevon and Brian, a massive thank you for you guys for creating amazing behind-the-scenes content throughout the game. Secondly, a huge congrats to Jason Hopper, game's debut, and smashed it. You should be out amongst the fit. You stood out amongst the fittest on the planet. I second that. Um, someone else says I'd pay money to see Sevon and Castro in the undercard boxing match. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the Game of Thrones, but when there's an there's an episode where that little dude, the guy who's the star of the show, the midget dude, he um he's supposed to he's being like he's in court and they they find him guilty for something, and instead he chooses someone to fight for him. So if I did have to fight Dave, I'd probably choose my son Avi to fight him, and he would probably <laughs> fuck Dave up. I'm not joking. He will fuck Dave up. He's six and he'll fuck Dave up. Mad jiu-jitsu and striking skills. Scott Crowden, more of that good English money. Man, the English people are flowing today. It's Thanks. evening there. Thank- oh, wow. This guy, did you buy someone a beer, Jason? No. This guy says, oh, oh, oh. I thought he said thanks for the beer. Uh, he sent he send, uh, 10 pounds. That's for a beer, Jason. Jason's not getting that money. You want your money back? A beer, a beer or a beard? (laughs) You can't grow a beard. These fucking guys, all the best guys haven't even gone through puberty yet. That's for a beer, Jason. Quality, Jason, quality effort. Enjoy the beer, then crack on tomorrow with your head held high. And I look forward to opening a beer with a smile when I see you on the podium. Bam. Scott Crowden. Thanks, Scott. Appreciate you. At this point in the competition, is your coach around, Jason? Uh, a little or seeing Vendor Village fucking getting his favorite pair of fucking floral nobles. He only had certain. He only had access to like some certain parts, which I was never at. So I rarely. I saw him in the morning, and then other than that, it was nothing to see him. Is that a mistake? Certainly, yeah. You needed a coach there. Yeah. Okay. Probably in a whole nother episode. Too many questions popping in my head. So, so, you, so you get seventh on the toes to bar, and you're feeling you're stoked. Now you've had an eighth and a seventh, and you're like, okay, shit, I'm in the mix. I made the cut. Yeah, I was hoping to. The goal at that point was to get top ten. Like I can, I can get in top ten. Okay, so not only did you make the cut, but you start having um, unrealistic expectations of yourself again. <laughs> I don't think that he did because the things that were remaining, he knew the snatch was coming and he would expect to do pretty well in the snatch. And if you just look at the stuff that was missing from the weekend, they didn't know really any of the workouts left, but there'd been no deadlifts. 
There'd been no lunging. There'd been really no squatting. Like, so he would assume that there's going to be some stuff coming his way. That's going to be pretty good. And yeah. So I, we get done with the run snatches coming. No like, rowing. The, the, the workout or at that point I made the cut and all I'm thinking of is, okay, we've done everything that I suck at in this sport. Like, we are about to do some bangers and I'm about to freaking climb this leaderboard. And I knew I was like, like a handful of points out from 10th place. It was like we, the top 10 separated themselves. And then I was to like, put it in perspective, Jason Cole Sager qualified 20th. And after one event, he was in 10th. Yeah. So I saw that as well. And I, I knew um, that it was possible. Um. The thing is, I see what you're saying, Brian. He was doing well. He had momentum, but they cut out the ten. At, they cut out the ten shittiest dudes, and so That's as well true, as he's but- doing, he's then stuck with these savages. And I don't know if you remember. Let me read some of these names to you guys: Justin Medeiros, Pat Vellner, Brent Fikowski, BKG, Saxon Panchik, Yanakoski, Guillermo something Malheros. Uh, Alex Vigneault, Lazar Jukic, Noah Olson, Scott Panchik, Jeffrey Adler, Cole Sager. I mean, on one hand, he has momentum, and it's like you skip number twelve on purpose. No, no, who's number twelve? Oh (laughs) shit! Sorry, Travis Mayer. Oh my god, that's the only name I should have said. He's stuck in there with Travis Mayer, and like, come on, man. Like, no, no, that's that's true. Like the competition got harder. That, like well, yes, harder. yes, All but we'd already like seen Jesus. him. We'd already seen him earlier in the year beat Justin Medeiros in a six event work competition, beat Scott Panchik, beat Travis Mayer. And so if he's thinking to himself, I know I can beat these guys on certain workouts. We haven't rode. We haven't had deadlifts. We have the no squatting, no lunging. All these things I'm good at still remain. I've got a chance to make some big moves depending on what these workouts are. The problem is, and he'll talk about this, is as each of those good movements come out, they weren't the critical factor in the workout. Well, that's a fucking great point. I think you win that <laughs> argument, and that's why during the week you should only talk to Brian and not me next year at the games. Jason. That's why I was pissed at Dave. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. Um, event number 11, um, you took 15th and got 207 reps. What was that workout? Pegboard, single-arm dumbbell, overhead squat, heavy double under. Oh, when you say heavy double under, uh, the ro- it was a heavy rope. Yeah, yeah, is not that a, rope na- not a drag that, rope. It was just that, a heavy rope. Is that rope nasty, Hopper? It's not bad. Do you know Justin Hopper? A guy named Justin Hopper. That's my brother. Oh man, he's <laughs> loving on you in the comments. Look at him. Look at him. What's he saying? He just says the best is yet to come. Watch out. I believe it too, actually. Um, so you took um. You took uh, oh the rope. How was that rope in event number eleven? Because because when you're at home, you can't even tell it looks different than a regular rope. It's there's a lot of things, unfortunately, in the CrossFit Games. This isn't a dig that that us fans at home cannot tell the difficulty of. Is that rope hard? No. Okay. Well then, then they showed it perfectly because it didn't look hard. Um, but it was only fifteen reps per round. So if, if it had been fifty or a hundred reps per round, it's then yeah, it gets yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah, more yeah. difficult. But usually when they put the heavy rope, it's not massive sets like that. Yeah. So what was your strategy going into that? You took 15th. Were you trying to keep up with someone in your heat? No, I knew the workout was going to be about transitions and pegboards. Not necessarily about, I mean, there's only seven reps with the dumbbell overhead squats. You're going to go unbroken. Only 15 reps with the 
jump rope. No one's going to miss. Like that's not going to work out. The pe- it's going to be a who get up that pegboard and back down the fastest, and who's going to either slight jog to each movement and walk fast. Like that's going to be the difference. And I knew that I wasn't the best at pegboards because it's a pool for me. Like I knew that legless rope climbs and pegboards were going to be harder. <clears throat> um, but I was super surprised with how the pegboards felt like that was probably the most proud that I felt all week because they felt easy. No, just, I, I crushed that workout for me. Like my, the standard that I had set for myself in that workout, like I exceeded it. And, and I thought, I remember watching this one, having the opposite feeling of the rope climb workout was he started out in last place in his heat. Like after the first round, he was either ninth or 10th. And then after three rounds, he was in eighth. And after five rounds, he was in seventh. He was just like chipping away at guys and closing in guys. Um, so I thought that overall his execution and plan for that one was better also. Yeah. And I knew I was a bigger guy. So the overhead squats, I was, they were going to move faster than me. Um, and the pegboards aren't my strength. So I wasn't expecting to win, but it was cool to like look to my left and see it. Like Noah Olson was only like a few reps ahead. Like we were seven minutes into this workout and I'm on his tail. So that was, but like, you took, really but you cool. took 15th out of 20 and you're saying you were proud. Yeah. For some reason, I got done with that workout. <laughs> I got done with that workout. Well, no, let me tell you this. The okay. reason I felt so proud was because I was sixth in that moment after the workout. And then the heat two went <laughs> Oh, and they right. all beat me. And then that's when I was like, oh, well, oh, well. Um, Event number 12. Was is there any this relief the at the, is, is there any relief at this point that you that you made the top twenty? Yeah. Okay. So there is some. You're 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 not. There's some relief. Yeah. Okay. The twelfth event, the snatch. You're pissed. <laughs> yeah, I'm pissed. Um. What? So that one was. I'll, I'll tell you. That one was the hardest one for me to watch because you were. You you just kept missing your first snatch. Yeah. And what was going on? You weren't. You weren't. You were just in a hurry. You were in a rush. You were nervous. <clears throat> no, it was just the volume. At that point, like we we're deep in this workout. It was. I'm going like. It, I'm going back to what I was telling you. Like the volume. Like I wasn't. Exp- I knew I wasn't going to snap 300 going into that, going into that event. Like I knew how my body felt and I wanted to be realistic. Um, and I wanted to, I wanted to go to sleep at that moment. Like I didn't want to be trying to snatch 300 pounds. Uh, this, this guy, this, I can't believe you're from Greenville. You said, it sound like a Spaniard. Like you needed a siesta, a siesta. Um, it was dude. The, the biggest takeaways of this weekend, man, where the one, the volume and two, I need a lot of practice with skills. Um, and if you gave me a lot of volume and I ha- I was able to endure like that much over the weekend and I had done a whole year of training doing that, then I think how I, f- I wouldn't say the results would be different. I'm saying the how I would feel would be different. Um, but going into day three, like I knew that, 
other people in the field were feeling relatively good still. And I was like at my tipping point because the volume that they, they had been doing it this full, full, full time, like they were doing three sessions a day and I was getting one. And I knew that was going to be a huge difference when it's on Sunday or Saturday night and we're snatching. And that's not an excuse. That's just the reality of the situation. Right. Um, so when I sna- uh, when I'm snatching, dude, 260 felt like 300 pounds. Uh, wow. Uh, Pop Pavan Deep Virdi. Good Irish name. Fifteenth out of how many thousands started the open in that context? It's mind blowing what Jason has done. It's a very good point. Very good, good point. So you did 270. So uh, uh, was there any part of you that was happy with that? You're like, okay, shit, at least I made it to the second lift? No. <laughs> okay. And, and 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 who did you have your tiebreaker with? I'm not, I have no idea. How did you do in the tiebreaker? I can't remember. I won. He did the tiebreaker one against... One of, one of the twins. Against Lazar Jukic. One of the whoop, twins. Whooped him. <laughs> well, that's funny because uh, oh, and you got 15 points for that or something, right? It was like, no, you just got that. You just got a better placement, which is it was worth five extra points at that at that time. Wow. Okay. Uh, event number 13th. That was 13th. the one. I, that was the one I mean mugged, Dave. The snatch. Yeah. Yeah. Am I in the right place on here? Is that a, is is that event number thirteen? And now you left the competition floor after that, like you went in the tunnel. Yeah, I walked off. But not all the guys did. Like uh, Noah bowed out on the next bar, did his tiebreaker, and then he stayed out on the competition floor. And a lot of the guys started doing that. Did you ever come back out on the floor? No, I asked, and they wouldn't let me. <laughs> Wait, That's you guys weird. are getting ahead of me. You're getting ahead of me. My, I'm, 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 I, I got lost. Hold on. Where it uh so. We're at event number 13. Is that right? 12, dude, 12. We were talking about what happened after 12. He said he mean among Dave. He leaves the competition floor. I thought, well, I was also one of the first people to get knocked out. And so I thought that once you lose or once you get knocked out, you just leave the floor. That was that was what it was meant to be, I think. I think that's how it was for the women. Yeah. They, but then Noah, Noah ended up staying out there. I don't know. I think I thought at first he stayed out there because he was too slow to get off. And so he didn't want to leave and walk in front of the people who were about to lift. But then he just never left. And then everyone else that kept getting knocked off after him just kept piling up in that spot there watching the, the athletes that were still mm-hmm. snatching. Yeah. So I was, but I couldn't see everything down there. So I was wondering if those of you who had finished had come back out or had just stayed in the tunnel or had gone home yeah, or I don't I, know what. I saw the, the ladies. If you got when they when they got knocked out, they left, and so I was like, "Well, the moment I got knocked out, I didn't see Noah, and so I put my head down." Mean mug Dave went to the tunnel. Then I realized that the people wait, that were, you mean mugged him or he mean mugged you, and you gave it back to him. He he mean mugged me, and then I gave it back to him. And then, and what, like what? consciously, you're like, "What's this dude looking at? Fuck you." It was like a in the moment thing. Like I peeked up and he was looking at me, and then he kept looking at me. And yeah, so yeah, I, like I, that I, inappropriate I, time that two men look at each other. Did you see? Did you see a picture of it? No, is there there should be a meme. I, I suspect show. Jason will have Rod M. I suspect Jason will have an obsessive approach on the off season and work on his engine, handstand walks, and running. Well, we'll find out. 
Oh yeah. Wow. Someone got it. Yeah. <laughs> he was so intimidated. Dude, his face looked like, man, it was, you know. Dave was intimidated. He might've just been confused. He's like, what the hell? No one's ever looked at me like that before. <laughs> Um, SWAT 486, I think rookies aren't prepared or can't train for the volume that happens at the games. Look at there's people making careful, excuses. Careful, careful. There's people to, making excuses for you, Jason. There's, there's a wide range of experience that rookies have at the CrossFit Games. And look at this. This guy's this guy's baiting you uh, with this question. Um, ask Jason. Careful how you answer this one, dude. This one, this one can make you or break you. Right, CrossFit I'll, fan, ask Jason if he thinks the CrossFit games are too skewed to upper body skills and endurance. <laughs> I think it was skewed this year towards skills. Okay, I'll leave that alone. That's why we did deadlifts and handstand push-ups without a wall, but it wasn't wasn't about deadlifts. I didn't Jim Len, you should see about becoming a mayhem athlete. They do a lot of volume and do a lot of skill work. I wonder if you went in there as a Nike athlete and they're all Reebok athletes, so like if the place would explode. Like if like one of you would like they melt like a, me. I came in eighteenth. They probably don't want to associate with me. Ah, <laughs> uh, nah, Rich is such a good dude. Any I shouldn't say this because he's but I think anyone could hearing Samuel Cornwallier talk about it. It's basically just reach out and and you in like Flynn. Hmm. But but if you can't hang, you'll end up dying there and they'll bury you out there as <laughs> fucking buffalo food. Um event number 13. Um uh seven, you took 10th place. Now you're kind of on a roll. You took 10th place, 751. What was that workout? Event 13. The yoke. Oh man. How heavy is 605 pounds? And how did you finish it in two rounds? Did you finish it with just one minute rest? Or did you have to go for a third? I think you had to go for a third, but didn't have very much. Um, I had like 10 feet left. Yeah. Was that fucking depressing as shit when you didn't make it the second round? So for people who don't know how the workout happened, you basically had to do a bunch of GHDs. Then you had to do a bunch of burpees while you threw a 100-pound sandbag over a hay bale, and then you had to carry a yoke. And if you carried the yoke far enough, you got the workout was done. If you didn't carry the yoke far enough, they gave you a one-minute break, and you had to start again. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Wait, so tell me tell me about your mindset in that. Are you actually thinking, oh, fuck it, I'm going to do it the first round? No. Oh. No one did it the first round. Tia came within a few feet, and none, none, of, the, uh, none of the men were that close. Yeah. I – um. I didn't really care that I had to do it a third time because I knew my my yoke was further than a lot of people on the second one. And so I knew that I can go slower on these burpees and still have time to finish this thing. Well, that's what what you say, but you actually beat Fikowski by one second, Royce Dunn by two seconds. Like You guys are finishing pretty close right there. Did anyone finish in two rounds? In the men? Yes, yes. Uh, BKG, Vellner, Medeiros, Jeff Adler, Noah Olson, Henry Kapalainen, Cole Sager, and Travis Mayer. I guess that's the reason why I'm not a CrossFit Games champion, because if I saw other people finish and I had to go back, I would start throwing a massive pity party. I would start crazy feeling sorry for myself. Like, fuck that. I lose and I have to work harder. <laughs> go ahead, Jason, talk. Be like, no, or yes, I was feeling sorry for myself. No, I wasn't. Oh. 
I like, um, ju- I like jumping over those hay, hay, belt, hay blocks, whatever they're called. That's what your walls are built out of in your house in Greenville. Um, to, how heavy is that yoke? How heavy is 605 pounds? Very heavy. Had you ever done a 605 pound yoke before that? <laughs> a lot of firsts. Lot of firsts. Uh, have you ever done? Did you it was, train it, it's super yoke? heavy. It's super heavy, but I have to think that Dave thought it was going to be harder for the athletes. If you're programming a workout that's two, 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 three intervals and no one's getting to the last interval, I feel like, like what's the point of having it? Like the t- something must, something felt off to me when I was thinking about what that workout should be the experience for the athletes compared to how much they were just demol- demolishing it. I wasn't able to follow you. What do you mean two, 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 three intervals? There's, the last- four, there's four working intervals and the last one has an extra minute of work available for it. And no so, one needed the fourth interval? I don't think so. Or at least, I mean, of the 20 guys remaining, only only Will Morad got capped. And, okay, so someone did need it. And four guys, I guess, were in the last interval. Four so other someone guys. someone did need it. Yeah, but there, but the discrepancy between the first place guys and the last place guys was massive and was different than it was the last time he had that style of workout. I thought it was awesome to watch. I thought it was, I was hoping Tia cleared it in the first interval. I'm not saying it wasn't awesome to watch. I'm just wondering if in testing, he knew that people could come that close to finishing in one round or not. Invite Hopper's brother on to tell us embarrassing stories. That's a great idea. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> um, when's the, how often do you train with a yoke? We're losing Hopper. We got to get through these last workouts. He's about to fucking just, just turn off because that's what they do. He needs a siesta. He's like, oh, he's like, I got two hours for you guys today. He can't even make it an hour and a half and he's turning oh. off. His volume is an issue with you. <laughs> you, can't even, you can't even talk about all 15 workouts. What time are we done here? We're done in, in five minutes. We're done in five minutes. Give us five more minutes. Um, answer this got, question and we'll move on. Do you ever train with a yoke at all? <laughs> I hit it a couple of times. Okay. And is it hard to balance? Uh, so it doesn't really. dig into the ground? Not really. No. Okay. Uh, event number 14. Ooh, we're almost done with the CrossFit Games. Go back to Greenville and party. Event number 14, uh, you got capped and you took 17th. What was that workout? <laughs> Handstand push-up. Oh, yes. So did you guys understand the – what's the word I'm looking for? The Standard. The standard, yeah, thank you. Did you guys understand the standard before you went into it? How hard was it to understand that standard? Is it easy? Not hard. Yeah, they explained it pretty well. Okay. And um, and you hadn't ever done hand, free handstanding push-ups before? Mm-hmm. So you're just practicing them in the back? Mm-hmm. And the, what was the other movement? It was free handstanding push-ups, and you had to go back and do it. Oh, deadlifts. deadlifts. How were the deadlifts? Were they heavy? <laughs> yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't warm up the deadlifts. So deadlifts is a good movement for you, but you didn't do all the sets unbroken with 425. It was 405. 405. No, I didn't warm up. I didn't and touch wh- our barbell. And and was that common? Did a lot of guys not warm up? No, everybody warmed up. I was too busy practicing my handstand push-ups. Uh <laughs> gotcha. And I was going to go out there and 
do singles on the deads for the first round and get warmed up as, as when I went. <laughs> and as soon as I picked up the, the bar, it felt like 600 pounds and everybody else was going touch and go. So I was like, well, I guess if I break my back, this is going to work. This is going to be where it is. So I did five. I think the first set was six. So we all did six unbroken. And then we did handstand pushups. Wow. And um, do you, did you, when you were done with that, was your back completely lit up? Yeah. Fuck, that is not a good place to be. <laughs> it got better, though. The last, the set of 10 was pretty good. Is that comment correct? Are you going to become obsessive about handstand push-ups? No, but I'll make sure that I can do them. Um, so how often will you practice them? We practice them once a week. Will you practice them every day? How often will you practice them now before the CrossFit Games? Yeah, probably. I have no idea. But when I'll, you say probably, that there's a difference between once a day and once a week. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I know Dave's the person that would be like, put handstand push-ups without a wall in, and then make all the athletes that are trying to go to the games work on that for a year, and then it will never see it again. So I know that's his personality, but I'm also saying, I'm also like, okay, like, I'll be ready for those no matter what. I was not surprised that the freestanding handstand push-up showed up at the games. I was surprised that there was a movement involved with them. Most of the time you do freestanding handstand push-ups, you're just going to do them in place. But then to have to do it, move yeah. forward, and come back down to the ground and show control for, to, in order to get a quality rep, that's the type of thing that if I if they're going to put it at the games, what I would how I would have liked to seen it was put a freestanding handstand push-up in, in one spot in the same, maybe the same rep scheme, 6, 10, 14, whatever it is, and then over the next year or two, maybe you introduce something where you have to do freestanding handstand pushups and move in a dot com workout once or twice over a 12 to 18 month period of time. So it's like there's a little Easter egg there. I thought that to introduce that right then and then expect them to be able to do that. And obviously they were able to figure it out. A majority of them figured it out and some of them finished the workout. They're incredible yeah. athletes and have great capacity. But I felt like it just it took a little bit away from from what I would want to see on the last day of the CrossFit games. The way I work is I was just scared for the athletes. I, you're, you're probably, you're probably right, Brian, the way you think about it. But like anytime there's something like that, I just start getting really nervous for the athletes. Like, is, like just that someone's going to get just crazy fucking exposed. I can't, there was something else in one of the other workouts that I was super nervous for the athletes. Cause I, because I don't want anyone to get exposed. I want everyone to do great. I know it can't be like that, but you kind. I, I want everyone to do great. But I. But I see your point, Brian. I, I, I definitely see. It's your just point. like like we talked about before that that um, workout that there was a precedent for being able to do freestanding handstand pushups that was put in place by CrossFit Journal twenty years ago when they said press to handstand should be part of your repertoire. But right. there was no. I don't know that there was any precedent for being able to do a freestanding handstand walk, move forward one foot, come back to the ground, show control. And then do it again and again and again in the middle of a Metcon. I'm and not it sure. It doesn't help that. that that fucking moron CEO that came in in 2000 fucking 18 hid the fucking journal, and it's now 2000 fucking 21, and they got a new regime in there, and they still haven't pulled the journal out from the fucking bottom pits of hell. It's a complete fucking disgrace to everything that CrossFit's fucking about, and uh, fuck you. 
10,000 plus pieces of insane content in the CrossFit Journal. Tons of fucking people who've gotten their physiology uh, degrees, kin- uh, kinesthesiology degrees, have said that the two days at their CrossFit level one is better than those all fucking four years of their college. It's all in the CrossFit Journal, and that shit is still just buried. Why they ever buried it is complete idiocy it's a gift to fucking humanity and the fact that they haven't pulled it out and now there's handstand push-ups in the games and anyone who wants to use that as an argument that it was in the journal and they said that it should that all crossfitters should be able to do it well then put that shit front and center that's what crossfit's fucking about did i say any of that shit out loud (laughs) just fuck you i just heard fuck you uh event number 15 the final event of the CrossFit Games. Is any part of you excited now, Jason? Like you're like, holy shit, the day's come this week's finally coming to an end. I can't wait yeah, to I'm, do I'm this. Ex- I'm excited about that. Yeah. Y- you are. You feel it. Like everyone feels it. It's like the last day of school, like in the seventh grade. Like you're partly your bum because you're not going to see that pretty girl that you sat next to every day in class and you never talked to her and you dropped the ball, but you get to be done with school for the mm-hmm. summer. <laughs> yeah, that's how I felt. Okay. I figured. I'm in touch. I'm in tune with you. You took 17th place with an 808. Um, and at this point, do you even care what place you finish in as you go into this event? Not finish in yeah, terms of that event, it. but in the games totally? Yeah. Um, I knew there was some still some money on the line if I could jump somebody <clears> a couple thousand dollars or so. It's funny. Um, Jason's... The, his his emotions for this entire podcast are probably step in step with how they were at the games. He's just like, <laughs> like, like, <laughs> just augering in, like, like, like one of those planes, like B.A. Baracus would fly in the A team and just crashes it into the ground. But they all live. But the plane is fucked up. <clears throat> number, uh, what was event number fifteen? 600 meaningless meters on the rower, 90 very important chest bar pull-ups, and then a series of lunging, back rack, front rack, overhead lunging. Most of the athletes did the back. They, they never had to break any of the segments, really. Maybe one step short, an overhead lunge at the end, but most of them did back rack to front rack and then rested and then finished the overhead lunge. No one did that unbroken, all three? I don't think so, but um, I think so- someone maybe told me that Haley Adams tried to. <clears throat> But I'm not sure if she did or not. I haven't gone back and watched any of the broadcast coverage. Obviously, I don't know if I'd be able to see that anyway. But I don't remember anyone doing it while I was there live. However, I was writing a lot at that time, so I wasn't paying that much attention as I usually would be. Why did you call it 600 meters of pointless row? 600 meter row and then 90 chest bar pull-ups in one set? Everyone's coming off the row within five seconds of each other, and it doesn't really matter if you're first or last. Your capacity on chest bar pull-ups is going to separate you out pretty significantly in the next two to three minutes. And then unless you're, you know, at, you know, at, at that point in the game, it's like if you're, if you've made it the top 20, you should be able to do, to lunge that barbell. Um, but, but, but it does get your heart rate up, heart rate up significantly. You could screw it up by going too fast, but I don't think anyone is, uh, is making that mistake. That's in that field. Oh, come on. Hopper's already fucking done that half the events of the games. What are you talking about? I was super, um, I was wanting to just send it and see what happens, but I wanted to play it smart. Uh, and, and how were the Chester bar pull-ups? Uh, 
I mean, they were what it was. They were hard. Well, I mean, it was 90 consecutive bar muscle or um, chest of bars. I would have liked probably this never workout. done that in training. And you've probably never done that in training, right? I've never done that in training. <laughs> and so it's, you know, that, and especially when you already had a workout earlier in the test that was 48 consecutive bar muscle ups, like I would have liked, or, or muscle ups of different varieties. I would have liked this last workout a little better if it was like three rounds of 500 meter row, 30 chest bar pull-ups, and then round one was a back rack lunge, round two was a front rack lunge, round three was an overhead lunge. I, I, I disagree. I think that the la- the lunges allowed for a crazy showmanship. I saw Yandy in here posted that overhead walking lunges are dangerous. Like He's not, but Brian's still not saying that. I know, oh. I know Brian didn't say that. But 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 the transition is what lets so in sport in sports in in sports a bad throw is an opportunity for a great catch right and so there's a there's a point where in the programming that like hey this may be bad programming but it lets someone and by bad I put that in quotes this lets a superstar really really shine and so like if you in, in, I, I you know same with ultimate Frisbee, and it happened and it happened because obviously um, Medeiros and and Tia crushed that workout and and you know put an exclamation part mark on their win I'm just saying. If you have another workout in the same competition that has 48 consecutive muscle ups and then the other one has 90 consecutive chest bar pull ups, it's testing that uniform capacity of upper body pulling. It's kind of, it seems a little redundant to me. Instead, at one of the workouts I felt should have been different. I'm not saying that you're wrong about the, the, the drama of the lunge at the end. I'm saying in, I'm just looking more at the big picture. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Fair. Anders just said the broadcast wasn't covering the event anyway, just storytelling of some of the athletes. I don't know if you want to get me started on that. I don't know if you want to get me started on that. So you, so you, so you finish, um, how are, how are the, um, how are, so, so is your body just like literally as soon as you finish that last event, like, is there like anything cathartic in the brain or like a mental release or like you just took a big shit? Like, is there anything that where you're just like, thank God. Okay. Yeah, I was pretty much over, over it at that point. And do you think a lot of people are? I don't know. For me, it was more like, I didn't like, I was frustrated with like, like Brian saying, I felt like it was redundant. So it was like, I, why are we doing 90 chest of bar pull-ups? We just did 48 or muscle up. So it was one of those workouts that I didn't really get. I just felt like I didn't the whole, there was a lot of workouts throughout the weekend and I just didn't feel like I could really almost showcase the, the movement that I was like really good at. Like the deadlifts were like wa- a wash, um, the row was a, a wash, um, the pig flip was a wash. You know all these workouts that are popping up. It's more of like okay, like I'm I'm struggling with this because there's it's just high capacity skill work, and I just don't I'm not at that level to to hang around the big guys, and that just showed. And so when I the workout gets released, 600 meter row. Um, it's the, the row is pointless and the row is my best movement in, in CrossFit. So I knew the workout was not one bit about the row. It was going to be about who can do, it wasn't even about the lunge. Like I'm really good at lunging, but 
it wasn't about the lunge either. It was going to be about who can do 90 chest bar pull-ups faster. And you get the same result of who can do 48 uh, muscle-ups faster. So at that point, it was like, if I had been in first going into that workout, I would have been pretty livid having to do that again. But hopefully Dave's hearing this and, I don't I, I I I I don't think anything Brian said is relevant to you. I don't think a fucking word Brian said is relevant to you. I think what he said is extremely relevant. I don't think it's relevant to you at all and you should fucking block it out. I think it's relevant. What? Tell me what that explain more. So Brian's talking about better programming, but it's a, or, or better's not the right word. Different kinds of programming, but why Jim Cleesis, how about you go fuck yourself? I definitely am listening, and I'm trying to read your comments, and I'm trying to take notes at the same time. He says, Sevon, you can just admit that you are not listening and just waiting for your turn to talk. (laughs) (laughs) You fucking asshole. Uh, 20 burpees. Um, Brian's making up excuses. Like, Like what Brian's saying could get into your brain as excuses. And, 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 and you shouldn't have them and you shouldn't have them as excuses. Like no, this is the fucking workout and like fucking do it and be prepared to do it and fucking kick ass. Like it's not, it's not, re- you need to understand maybe his programming, but, but you, you don't need to like, you, you don't need to know if it's good or not. Like, <clears throat> I don't, I don't think, I don't think that that's, I don't think that's, um, I don't think that's relevant to what, to winning. I mean, I'm open to being yeah, no, wrong. No, no, no. The, the fittest, the fittest person in the world is, it doesn't really, it doesn't matter what the programming is. Um, like Matt Frazier, the pro the programming could have been all <clears throat> biased towards all the stuff that I'm good at. And Matt Frazier probably would have still won. It could have been not biased toward anything that I'm good at. And Matt Frazier still would have won. Um, cause he's the fittest and it didn't really matter the programming for me. I'm, not to that level yet. And so the reality is the programming actually does affect how I'm going to finish because I'm not the fittest man in the world. And so there is a little luck in in the game. Like if we were to do a 2k row five times out of 15, then my placing at the end of the day is going to be a little bit better than 19th because I just had five really good workouts and it's just the reality of it. Um, but no, it's not irrelevant. Like I'm going to, make sure that I next, next year, like I have in training, I've done a hundred freaking muscle ups for time and some kind of workout, you know, like there won't be one, one stone unturned next year, but I just felt so unprepared. I was unprepared for the skills. I was unprepared for the capacity. Um, next year I'll guarantee that I'm going to be expecting the worst workouts ever. I'm going to be expecting not to do one deadlift, one row. Um, one i won't be expecting to touch one machine um so then when it does come up i'm like oh i'm actually excited now um but i'm going to be preparing for the worst of the worst and we'll see what happens Hundred thousand ring muscle ups for time like i'll be freaking ready for it <laughs> i'm done 30 handstand push-ups for time without a wall who whatever i mean i'm gonna be I'm going to be a freaking phenom at triple unders at that point. That Do you I, like what you're hearing, Brian? Do you believe him? 
I believe that he's going to work hard this offseason to make sure he's as prepared as he thinks he can be. Do, do Brian, you think that Brian, he, Brian won't put me at number two, though, again. <laughs> oh, do, um, does, does, are, do you think that Hopper has championship mindset? Yes. Will you tell me your honest opinion after the show's over? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hopper, when are you going to come on again? Whenever you invite me. All right. Can we talk about one more th- any, anything else? Yeah, Tyler, I'm so sorry. We had another podcast lined up, but I, uh, unless you're yoked as shit and handsome like Jason, you, I'm sure you can totally understand. But we have another podcast lined up, but go ahead, Jason. Go ahead. Go ahead with what? You said, can we talk about one more thing? Yeah, you. but you start the conversation. <laughs> I just got my... I just got my second wind. Did you shit your pants at all this weekend? When I saw Pat the owner, yeah, right. I understand that, but I mean, uh, there were there was talk. We, Brian and I have talked to some athletes, and they said that there were moments where they thought they were going to shit their pants, literally. And I'm wondering if I, I'm really wondering about that lake water. Of all the things that I'm concerned about at the CrossFit Games, the only thing that I'm concerned about is, I mean, besides the broadcast, is the lake water. Is no, that lake water fucked up? I didn't think it was. Did you see the picture of me I posted yesterday at, in the lake? Do you follow? You don't even follow me, so long. oh my gosh! I probably do. I probably do. Dude, look at this. This was me in the lake. Even though I came in twelfth, this was me. I'm looking right now too. All right. You see, these. This is everybody else behind. This is the leader. Yeah. Where are you? <laughs> oh, you over see? there. What happened? Holy you shit! You see me right here. <laughs> Yeah, you're like totally off course. You swam away from the school of fish. Swam away, man. Wait, I don't see that in your Instagram. I'm on your Instagram. I don't see that. I see you like doing a thumbs up or something. I posted a, a, it's on my story. Oh, I don't have time. I'm. I don't have time. I don't, you have thirty thousand followers. I have ninety eight thousand followers. I don't have time to look at other people's <laughs> shit. I'm too busy in my DMs. I'm too busy in my DMs. Do you want to know how badass this podcast is? I am so fucking shadow banned, and I still put on 500 followers during the games. It's kind of crazy. No, 600. Jesus. You're funny, man. Uh, thanks for coming on. Um, have you talked to uh, – finish one – okay, one more question. Have you talked to Taylor ta- – what's what's our friend's name? Taylor or Tyler? Dang. Are you serious? There's too many names. Taylor Self. <laughs> Dude, he hasn't texted me one bit. <laughs> yeah, he's scared. He's already getting ready for next year. He's scared. Did uh, did you eat enough during the games? Yeah. I was shoving peanut butter jellies down my throat, dude. <laughs> That's good. Did you sleep well there? Uh, Not really. Because you were thinking about the competition or because the environment wasn't good? <laughs> I was so sore at on Friday that I I couldn't get comfortable in my bed. <laughs> I couldn't fall asleep. <laughs> yeah, Jim. Um, I I I'm constantly trying to listen at my absolute best. Um, I don't have a very strong memory when it comes to th- some things, but I'm also multitasking like a mofo. So, um, understand that. But Dude. but I take I take all of the people who come on the show very seriously, very seriously. I take the podcast extremely seriously because I know Jason just gave an hour and a half for two hours of his time. And I I 
I detest people who waste each other's time. So, um, and I Brian, thought about what, them the Brian, whole time what, I was Brian, showering before you, the show. What are you, what are you projecting me to do next year? I'm going to pee. And when I get there, you guys better be done. we got another podcast. You, Too need early to, to see. you need to come out with a projection from next year right now and see what happened. Like, Based on 2021, 2022 projection. You know what? That's not a terrible. That's not a terrible idea. Um, give me a. I, I need to give me maybe a month from now. I'll do yeah. something like that. I'll project you around tenth. Tenth. Yeah. Man. There's some guys coming back. There's some guys built <clears throat> coming up. We'll see. Taylor Self might be up there ninth. Ninth. <laughs> no, I'm just speculating. I, I have no idea. Um, but yeah, that is that's yeah. not a bad idea. I've never done that like before the season before. That would be completely different. Yeah. Well, whatever money that you make off that one, then I get a percentage because that was my idea. Um but do you do you think this is the question that I'll ask after we start recording? I think that's the cue, Ryan. <laughs>